my friends! <laughs> and welcome to another Watch with Ray slash page to screen. This is our first video page to screen. It so is. it's not just Watch with Ray, it's Watch with Veronica and Ray. So fuck yeah! We do actually this? just watch with Veronica and listen to her tell Ray about it. Because, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just Ray didn't actually watch story time. Story time with Veronica. Time. What are we covering tonight? So tonight. We will be covering Queen Charlotte, um, which is the offshoot of Bridgerton on Netflix. Nice. Yes. Now, there's a lot. Uh, we will get into it. Uh, and we're just going to dive right in because, right. Uh, again, there's a lot, right? And it's a Sunday night. Um, so first, for some context, this is this is something that low-key blew my mind when I figured it out or when someone on TikTok explained it. Um, so we're talking about King George III and Queen mm -hmm. Charlotte. King George III is indeed King George from Hamilton. Oh, okay. Same dude. Um, okay. So this, this is the period of time when America was breaking off from, um, from England uh, not necessarily like the exact time that the show is taking place. Like that's mm -hmm. not discussed. Um, I guess technically I could look technically I could look that up. When did they get married? Um, hang on. When did George, nope. George and Charlotte get married. Um, September 1761. So this is pre, this is like quite a few years prior to um, the Revolutionary War. Mm -hmm. um, Lots of big hair. Lots of big wigs. So much big hair. Everyone's wearing a white fucking wig except for George in all of his goddamn glory. Um, just I some context. These, people. Mm -hmm. these, actors. Uh, these actors. Oh, you definitely should. Is there a lot you of sex in this one? definitely should. It is not um, season one level of sex, but there is sex. It is a closer return to season one. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say major difference from season one is that we don't see a single boob. Really? No boobs. There are quite a few man butts, but okay. there is. They know their no, audience. Yes. They know their audience, um, but there's no boobs. Uh, every time. Like there are actually a couple times when um, they're showing a sex scene with two different characters, actually, where the women have like their, it's not like their full dress necessarily, but like a night Their stays probably. Their stays. Yeah. Yeah. Something like, actually it's. The corset is a stay. It, there's more. It's more like than that more okay. draped than that so like okay. there's it's it's almost like a house coat like you know how sometimes they would like or like a, a cover yeah. for like their nightgown or whatever yeah mm -hmm. it's like it's that basically banyan mm -hmm. for men Hopefully. it was a banyan oh my god how thanks historical romances what mm. um so there's there's less nudity than in season one but more than season two um and okay. for timeline purposes this this occurs after 
season two, probably before season three, and definitely after book two, probably before book three, because, um, oh, definitely because there's a, there's a jump between like book two and four. And you said that like three and four kind of happened at the same time. There's like overlap between Benedict and Collins timelines. Yeah. Yes. Some. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's definitely there. It's specifically mentioned in this series that Anthony is on his honeymoon. So we're not long after season two at this point. Okay. Um, That's how it starts. It starts not long after season two because okay. we know okay. at this time that uh, that Anthony is on his honeymoon. Okay. Because Violet says so at one point. Um, okay. None of the Bridgerton children are in this. However, mm-hmm. the um, I believe Daphne and Simon, like two of their kids, are playing with Violet on the floor at one point. It's like a very just, it's a quick, just like establishing kind of mm-hmm. shot where Violet is on the floor playing with these two little kids. Um, one is like a baby, so probably the second one is still pretty young. Um, mm-hmm. Some context as to what we're really as to like who these people are in the grand scheme of the Royal family, Charlotte and George, um, she is German by the way, she is from Mecklenburg. So um, this is this sort of like, she was 17 when they got married, which for well, that time period, 21 years old. So she's really young. That, I mean, yeah. And she, they make her look pretty young. Like I've seen interviews with her and she looks young, but like she definitely looks young when she is dressed up as Charlotte. Um, Mm -hmm. so Charlotte, Charlotte and George, um, were busy. They had, uh, well, Charlotte was pregnant 15 times. Mm -hmm. They had 13 successfully grown children. Like they only lost two back in that day, like late 1700s, they only lost two of those babies. So they ended up with 13 children. Uh, the ones that ended up uh carrying the line down edward married victoria and their daughter became queen victoria so victoria and albert there like that's how we have gone down that line um the other thing that is clearly a massive topic of discussion not only in this series but also in season one um of bridgerton which of course comes into play during season two is like what what is going on with George? There's right. clearly something wrong with him. Like something, something's not right with the King. Right. Well, in, there is actually a movie called the madness of King George. That's kind of what this is about. That's about. Yes. So I, I've not seen that movie, but what I did do was look up like, what was this? Because there were certainly the first time that you see like an episode kind of happened to me it looked like a panic attack well question because i thought it was something oh it's more than that it's, it's definitely syphilis, more than that. Is it not? um so that could be however um yeah okay so well, just to name a few of his ailments king george suffered from abdominal pain sometimes had seizures during which his attendants would need to restrain him by sitting on him um, his urine was blue, which was likely caused by a medication he took called um, Gentian Violet. Um, mm-hmm. There have been a lot of rumors about what it was. However, um, psychiatrists now 
have um they've they've characterized this as like possibly bipolar disorder because um he he would like talk nonstop and write nonstop mm-hmm. and uh they see that as like a a symptom of manic of a manic episode of man of bipolar disorder um oh, okay so like there's euphor like and then once the um euphoria and the hyperactivity resolve then like the person becomes very depressed um and there's it, it says the idea oh. that George this is from PBS, by the way, the idea that George may have gone through manic periods also matches the late 18th century descriptions of what of his illness described by actual witnesses. He would talk incessantly, even as one court observer wrote until, quote, he was exhausted. And the moment he could recover his breath, begin again while the foam ran out of his mouth. The, yeah, they, this one is B, B from the BBC it called it pro pro Yes. Yeah. So that's a thing. Um, several other experts in biology in biochemistry and metabolic disorders heartily disagreed with this diagnosis. However, mm-hmm. this caught on like wildfire. Um, oh, and you. even like uh, this person says, um, while taking genetics as a first year medical student, I recall my professor supporting this diagnosis. So it's that's like widely thought to be accurate. However, it, that's also been disputed. Um, a 2005 hair analysis found high amounts of arsenic. Ooh, so it might have been poisoned. Might have been poisoned. So like, but it would take like, I mean, I don't know, wouldn't that be like consistent poisoning? Because this was not like a short term thing. He you, was give like them this- enough, you can give someone enough just to like to slowly kill them. But That's depending great. on when he, he, you know, he started showing symptoms um yeah that's wow okay well i mean so all of this is like all of this is background in in hoping to understand like a little bit of they obviously in the late 18th century like did not have the medical knowledge that we have now and they didn't have the treatments that we would have now um and that unfortunately led to probably some really shitty treatment for him um however i will say that during this the show i am certain has taken a significant number of liberties so i i i don't even know that it's very possible to determine like what is accurate and what is not um but we do know that george behaved erratically um and that there were certainly times when he was not healthy and times mm-hmm. when he was healthy. And when he was not healthy, he would remove himself from the public eye and would be secu- secluded at Q Palace, which is something that is discussed heavily in the show. So, um, however, and again, something else that is discussed heavily in the show is this says each time he retreated from London, a constitutional crisis arose. Who would make the decisions ruling England? Mm. Um, a national debate over whether to make his son the de facto Major. leader came up, mm-hmm. which is something that is also discussed in the show. Um, and eventually, I believe that that is what happened. Um, Sorry, they're fighting behind me. Oh, that's nice. Get Just... out of here. Go. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... At any rate, that's basically like just context just to get us started to understand like what 
what it is that we're we're diving into here. Okay. Um, all right. We we open up the show with um, Charlotte basically uh, overhearing or over like kind of spying on her brother. Her brother's name is Adolphus. Basically spying on her brother, like signing a contract. And she knows exactly what it is. She knows that he has just signed her life away to marry someone. And cool. like, I think I, if I'm remembering correctly, she does this on purpose. She gets angry and like shoves a statue over and breaks it. <laughs> that tracks. That tracks for the character. That tracks. Uh, yeah, it does track for that character, right? So, uh the oh yes it says she knocks over a huge bust i support it um i didn't get the whole the quote but it's it's done so impeccably well she's in this carriage with her brother like i said she is from germany they're from mecklenburg and something that i would say the show i don't this must have been a conscious decision for them but she does not have a german accent and neither is her brother i was about to ask that yeah and like I was kind of like, but, but wouldn't you? You know, like you grew oh, yeah. up there, you lived yeah. there, like yeah. you know German, you yeah, know, no, and like no. No, and it's yet. just like it's just like every you know historical movie, like they just the, everyone speaks the British accent because things. I mean, from like the beginning of like <laughs> film until like recently, they're like, yeah, maybe if it's Greece, we don't need them to have British accents. They can have Grecian accents, like, but speak, yeah, with, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it, that part was a little odd, but I that had to have been a conscious choice on their part. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe because you know we're we're talking about like. You and I, in in our discussions of the first two seasons, we discussed how, like, is this historically accurate that we have a black queen? No, it's definitely not. Are we well, glad that they are, like, modernizing something? Yes, it's it's great. Well, however, isn't Charlotte, say? well, isn't Charlotte, historically, wasn't she the first black queen? Isn't that yeah. when we had that discussion with El that she was sending messages, you know, through us to us through Instagram? I'm pretty sure that's what we were talking about. That she was actually really, and I heard it afterwards. After we were like, "This is not," you know, it's fine that it's like because people were like, "This is true." And we're like, "Come on, girls!" Um, but and it actually was true. Um, let me just double check. Really? Uh, she was, uh, yeah. Um, Queen Charlotte, 1744 to 1818, wife of the English King George III, was directly descended from Margarito de Castro y Souza, a black branch of the Portuguese royal house. Oh, fascinating. So, like, she has... She's she's biracial. Okay. Okay. So it's not too far off. Because so, like, I remember when there, that was like the big thing is when it, when Bridget, the first season of Bridgerton came out and, and people were asking, is this historically accurate? And because and, and, obviously it's it, it plays with the the, the, um, the, the the casting, which I think is fantastic. Oh, but yeah. But this, in this instance, it is correct. Oh, fascinating. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then that is interesting because it that being more historically accurate than i initially thought adds mm-hmm. credence to a lot of these storylines okay yeah 
Okay. So, which is um, really interesting that, you know, now if you look back at like, you know, um, all of this crap that's going on with currently with the, the, mm-hmm. the Royal family. And you're like, but you guys know that at one point you did have, you know, a, a relative, an ancestor that was black. So, and you know, I, looking at the, I, they're not photos, but looking at images of paintings of her, mm-hmm. keep that in mind. We'll come back to it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, she is in a carriage with her brother. Of course, they have to like cross the English Channel. Like they're in a carriage. They're going to to Buckingham House, and um, he is saying to her, "Like you have not moved in two hours. Like you've literally not moved your body." And she describes. I recommend you watch her describing it because I will never do it justice, even if I had the quote. But she's like kind of reclined. And it's uh-huh. just very still. Like, it's like she slouched in her seat, but, like, she's clearly, like, spine is straight. And she is talking about the fashion and what she is wearing. And she's talking about how her corset is made from whalebone. And she said, so, uh, the, the problem with whalebone is that it is, while extraordinarily rare, is also pretty fragile. So if I were to move too quickly or, so, like something were to hit me and this whalebone fractures and breaks, then it could literally kill me. Yep. So uh, forgive me, but I am trying really hard to not move because do you think die. it's important that yep. I get married to this person. Um. He, and of course he is like, I let you read too much. Anyway, um, Adolphus has, I'm sure redeeming qualities, but is also a dick. Um, easy Sounds like host. it. Yeah. Oh, um, didn't. Oh, dang! I have that that window closed. Okay, keep going. I'm looking. Um, looking up. He is saying like you know no one gets opportunities like this. Like one, the like race is is coming into the discussion. No one mm-hmm. gets opportunities like this. You will marry the king of England because it is good for our country economically, and because someone they keep they always say like our side our side, their side. It's very much like drawing that delineation between black and white people and Mm -hmm. uh, saying like our side can benefit from this. So he's basically like, you're doing this. They're using that, but they're also meaning like um, Germany and England. Yeah. Yes. In this specific context, but not later. Right. Like Like historically, that's what they were meaning. But like, in this context, they're meaning in this racist. Context, racist. They're meaning yes. Um, and of course, yeah. of course, there's the economic impact that he is also discussing because it's important. Mm-hmm. But um, the when it is discussed as our side and their side for the rest of the mm-hmm. show, they are absolutely talking about race, and it's got it. There's no question about that. Um, so there's a lot of like timeline or uh, timeline cuts like from present day to flashbacks we're we're moving around a lot in that regard um so when we're when we're joining the present day timeline queen charlotte's mm-hmm. uh their oldest child george the fourth um his wife has passed away during childbirth so now there is no heir past george like okay 
like their hopeful next generation, there isn't one, you know, like Queen Charlotte is now at this impasse where she, her son, George is essentially like acting. He's the a Prince Regent, I think. Um, Regent. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, there is no one. None of her 15 children, none of her 13 children have children. So there is no one. And they're all adults. Like, this is, you know, unheard of. Like, none of the women have children. and They're all spinsters at this point. And um, so she's freaking out. And she's like, you guys need to get your shit together. Get married. Have babies. Stop. Now, mind you, at one point she says, I have 50 illegitimate grandchildren yeah yeah that was the other thing that when we were talking we were chatting this was the other thing el said too yeah so like you know um get it together marry someone that put it uh, in your pants and keep it there keep until, it there you know, until you you marry a respectable lady who will give me grandbabies right that we and can actually is, say this is my grandbaby yes and she With, is yeah. harsh on them harsh on them um and so anyway it's like i said we're opening up with like do you remember in season one i had forgotten this until tonight really um in season one there is a scene it's probably brimsley who comes in to get her and she gets like very alert and she sits up and she says is he dead and in that moment we don't know if she's happy like she's hopeful right. that he's dead or if she is concerned that he might be dead. Right. Um, so that same thing happens tonight, like in present day where like someone shows up and gets her out of bed and she meets them at like the front door and it's some messenger. And she's like, is he dead? What is going on? Someone clearly died. If you are getting me up at this hour, what is going on? And it is that her, her daughter-in-law has died in childbirth. So um, Georgie is just inconsolable and uh he is just like loudly sobbing and she just goes sorrows sorrows prayers like that's how she consoles him sorrows sorrows prayers (laughs) it's fucking hysterical because it's ridiculous like that is not how you console someone who is sad that his wife and child just died but that's how Charlotte does it. So, I mean, does she always like? Well, you're going to tell me. I'm assuming. I am. How so, she got to this point? Yeah. Yeah. So from what I saw of the trailer, she just she wasn't like this at the beginning. It's yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. So, of course, like Lady Whistledown is like can. The big question is like, can Charlotte actually match make? Because that is the big question right now is that Charlotte needs to marry off her children so that they can give her an heir. Um, so that's that's like the the proposed question for present day Bridget or pre- present day uh, Queen Charlotte timeline, I guess. Okay, so uh, jumping back to flashbacks. We are introduced to Brimsley, who is her, they call her, they call them like the queen's man, the king's man. It's like essentially like their personal assistant, valet, like that person who is constantly with them. There's um, like lady of the whatever, lady of the, da, 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 yeah. 
there's that too, but like this is like this person is always there. It's like more so than the ladies that are getting them ready and like mm. dressing them and stuff. Because Brimsley is there with her constantly. And he is constantly five paces behind her. That is the line, is that he is always five paces behind. And mm. of course, she's like, That's weird. Why are you why are you not walking with me? And he says, Because I'm always five paces behind you. Always. Um and when uh <laughs> there's a moment where um she uh is irritated with him and is running essentially like away from him and he is like running to keep pace with her five paces behind and uh she makes some comment about like i guess it's just me and you forever brimsley or like something annoying like that and um then like it cuts present day back to him following her five paces behind it's quite it's quite cute there's a lot of that going back and forth mm -hmm. between present day and the flashbacks like with how some things have just never changed mm -hmm. um okay so George's mother, her name is Augusta. She is a cunt. She's just absolutely fucking terrible. And FYI, I'm pretty sure she was a cunt on uh, um, a Game of Thrones too, if I remember correctly. She was, yeah. There's a little bit of explanation for that later, but like but she's, she's terrible. She mm -hmm. is terrible. Um, when Charlotte comes in and meets her, literally Augusta like licks her thumb. And like tries to wipe on her skin. Like what? You didn't tell me she would be so dark. Oh my and I Excellent. was like, "What? What?" But knowing, like knowing that Charlotte, literal, like real Charlotte, was biracial, it sort of lends credence to that, right? Um. Also, at this point, her brother has just abandoned her. Like, he just leaves. Awesome. Which is nice. Um, uh, okay, so now, because, like, she, there's all this debate between Augusta and Lord Butte and then some other dude who truly I didn't fucking care about. Um, they, they have all this discussion about, like, can we cancel the wedding? The wedding is, like, she has arrived just in time. The wedding is, like, today or tomorrow it's very quick right. and uh so there's this discussion of like can we cancel it and they're like no we cannot cancel the royal wedding she is here she is going to marry him and so they decide that this will be called the great experiment great but and this is where the their side our side stuff comes into play and they gotcha. and augusta says now that like we have to make this look intentional and so we need to invite people from their side to the wedding so that it looks like we have done this on purpose. This is a united front. This is a united England. And so essentially they send out like this, uh, this wedding is hours from now. They end up sending invitations to like literally anyone with like any kind of melatonin in their skin. Like, <laughs> is that the way melatonin? Hey, is that we the didn't way? want you before, but now we want you now. Melanin. Melatonin is melanin. the thank you, sorry. Melanin. Like any kind of like melanin in your skin. They they hand the invitation hey. to some Asian woman. Like it's just literally like Hey, anyone. is that a tan? Is that a tan? Are you tan a, or do you, or are you black? Like the, I mean yeah. just here's an invitation either way. Here's an invitation. Please just come. They're inviting anyone who is not like classically white. Um so cool. then 
I mean, yes, awesome, but I mean, an hour before, I'd be like, what, what do I wear? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's one of the arguments. It's like, do you really think that we can get people here in time? And Augusta is like, it's a royal wedding. Do you really probably, think they're going to say no? Well, that and I'm sure they were probably already going to be standing out, you know, might have watching been. it anyhow. Yeah, might have been. Um, so then we cut to um, a scene where a couple is having sex. Um, okay. The woman in bed is bored and staring at the canopy like above them on the yeah. like on the bed. Um, Bank of England. Yeah. <laughs> Bank of England. Um, there is an older man straining above her. Uh, and when he is done, he rolls off of her, says, that was a good ride. And then takes his teeth out, <laughs> puts them on the nightstand, and let me let tell me you, guess. the misophonia, like that, like the the ear, like sensitivity. Oh, yeah, I have misophonia. Yeah. Uh huh. Yes. Like I, they they play that up because it is fucking gross. Oh, mouth mouth like wet sounds make me want to vomit. Yep. And let me tell you, like, it was not even- pleasant kissing in movies sometimes it's so wet it makes me want to vomit a little bit yep 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 um and he says can i guess who this person is if you'd like i'm gonna guess it's augusta's husband oh no he's dead oh okay okay got it um this is a black couple i don't know if that uh gives you any additional clues but i am about to tell you um he says you may nap here wife and then i have a surprise awesome she waits for him to fall asleep. It takes approximately eight seconds and then um, leaps out of bed, meets her huh? lady's maid outside and immediately takes a bath. Like this is a routine that they oh. have that whenever she has to have sex with him, that her lady's maid has a bath waiting because gross. she's so grossed out by him. And he's, he's clearly much older than her. Like she, right. she has I mean, four kids. What happened? Yeah. Right. She has four kids. Um, which we found out later, but like she has four children with him and um, it's, I would say she's, she might be in her mid to late twenties, probably closer to mid twenties. Cause I think her it's oldest lady, son lady is Danbury, isn't it? It certainly is. Yeah. And it took me a second, but like I wrote above all of this, I, I wrote, OMG, this is Lady Danbury. Um, <laughs> but yes, absolutely. That's where we are. Um uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, and oh, also there's like a warning system set up where when like <laughs> the lady's maid literally is just like, okay, I've got it. Like puts water on the fire to like warm up the bath and stuff because she just don't like she's repulsed by her husband. Oh, well, right. And her husband is also a terrible person as we will continue to learn. Great. I mean, he's not like an abusive situation. He's just a dick. Like he's just not nice to her. I'm looking at pictures of this uh, this actress, and she's really pretty, and she's, she's got an awesome gorgeous. sense of style too. Yeah, she's beautiful. <laughs> IRL, yeah, <laughs> IRL. Um, okay, so then we go back to Charlotte. Now, when Charlotte was meeting with Augusta, Augusta said, um, "We have to get you fitted for your wedding dress," and she says, "Oh, I brought my own. It's it was made by blah 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 in Germany, whatever." Um, you know, it should be to your liking. And uh, Augusta is like, well, we'll want you in like a more traditional English style. So mm-hmm. we have a dress for you. We'll get you fitted. So Charlotte is getting fitted for this dress. Um, it's it's simple. Again, hours before her wedding. 
Yes. It's simple. It, you know, it's like nothing to write home about, um, but it's still Victorian ish age, England. You know, it's beautiful. Um, no, this is Georgian. <clears throat> yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, so she's asking questions. She is um, getting fitted for this dress. There's people around her. And of course, Brimsley is with her because Brimsley is always with her. So she's asking questions about George and no one is fucking answering them. No one. They all like dodge the questions or say something else. Um, no one will tell her anything. And he he's like, uh, you know, I'll always be with you. I'm here all the time. And she goes, I need to use the chamber pot. Will you be here with me for that too? And so then he like clears everyone out of the room and she's alone. Um, we get we get uh, images of people filing in for the wedding ceremony that l essentially looks like it's segregated. White people on one side, black people on the other side. Um, the queen, the dowager queen, Augusta, walks into the church, directly stops in front of Lord Danbury and Lady Danbury. And that's when she makes them Lord and Lady Danbury. Essentially, mm. she because she wants this person to be a lady in waiting for Charlotte. Oh, okay. And so she's like, you have to be titled in order to do this. So mm -hmm. you are now Lord and Lady Danbury. Um, he is obviously super excited about this. And she's like, <laughs> cool, you know, whatever. Um, and she is like, damn it, I'm going to have sex with him more often. Like, essentially, like, is that's like, because he's going to be happy about this. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Brimsley then is like running around. He's seen just running through rooms. Clearly something is wrong. He stops uh, to talk to Reynolds. And Ren he is, Reynolds is like, what is your problem? And he says, well, the bride is missing. That's the problem. He's like, one, I have a rap named after me, and two, the queen is missing. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so then we cut to the scene that is probably all over everyone's social media feed, which is Charlotte trying to climb over the wall. Yeah. George comes up behind her. Such a charming scene. Yeah. It is so charming. It's so adorable. Um, and we meet uh, George. Yes, we finally fucking do. Um, it's but there's this really beautiful moment and I didn't write down, um, I didn't write down everything he says. Um, but so he obviously like interrupts her and is like, can I help you with something? And she's like, you can help me climb over this wall is what you can, is what you can do. Um, you can give me a boost. <laughs> you can give me a boost. Uh, and he says, um, like what, you know, why? Like what's, what's going on? And uh, she basically is muttering like he's clearly a beast or a troll or something. And she still hasn't even turned around to look at him. Um, but while she's like kind of muttering to herself and trying to like figure out, she's looking around, like turning her head and trying to figure out how she's going to get over this wall. And you can see the moment that George falls in love with her. Like there's just Aww. this beautiful scene where like she's turning her head and like you can just see like... Um, this beautiful it's not i mean it's not really a silhouette it's just like a it's her from behind looking so it's like a profile view of her and like her neck and her gorgeous gown and like you can just see his face just like change Aww. and uh he says you know i have no intention of helping you go over the wall because you're just trying to escape marrying me um of course then she tries to apologize calls him your majesty and he says uh he takes her hand and he stops her and he says um george to you, I'm just George. And uh, he, so she's, 
he's like, what do you want to know about me? And she says, everything. I want to know everything about you. And like I said, I didn't write down everything that he said, Mm -hmm. but, um, he, he says sweet things, things like I, um, I'm a pretty good shot. And, um, I really like science, astrology, um, astronomy in particular. Um, I enjoy farming and like things like that. Um, and he says, uh, regarding the King stuff, um, accident on birth on my part, I was hoping you could ignore that. And I could just, I could be just George to you. He is so charming and so sweet and they have immediate chemistry. I mean, it is like not only Charlotte and George have immediate chemistry, but those, the actor and the actress so good together from jump. Like, it's just really beautiful. Um, of course at this point, like her brother finds she's like where have you been and then i find this interesting he sees george and knows immediately who he is but most people kind of don't like she doesn't know what he looks like hmm because he's pretty reclusive he doesn't Mm -hmm. like he's not social he doesn't go to social gatherings like he's just i don't know so anyway Adolphus knows exactly who he is and immediately is like, I'm sorry, you know, whatever. Um, Charlotte's so excited to marry you. Like, (laughs) (laughs) George goes, um, I, he goes, I'm pretty sure she's still deciding. And Adolphus is like, oh, no, no, no. She's quite excited. He goes, no, no, no. She is still deciding. And it is her choice. She can decide whether or not she goes through with this. And uh, he says, uh, I do hope I see you in there, though. Mm. So, of course, then, like, he goes, he leaves them. And uh, she, the next scene that we get with her is her walking down the aisle. Her hair is different. Her gown is different. She changed into her gown that she had brought from Germany. Her hair is, like, all poofed out and fucking beautiful. And she has this, this gorgeous, like, tiara that, like, sits in Mm -hmm. her hair and goes up. It is so amazing. Um, it's like on the pictures on everything yeah i'm sure it is it is absolutely it is huge i love it and it's so huge it's, it, it's its own zip code i love it yes it's incredible um i i would love to know like i assume all of that is is wigs because i don't oh, understand true. how they would do that otherwise um in the interview because well, i mean that would have been that actress she yeah. has like long hair that she had like mm-hmm. in dreads or braids or like something mm-hmm. i I wasn't paying that close of attention, but like I, in the videos that I have seen of her, she has like long hair, but I, you know, I doubt that. No, this is I would have became. Yeah. To try to, I, I mean, and that was the, the norm anyhow was to have the wigs. So, mm-hmm. um, right. Except that it's interesting. Like they would have put her in a powdered wig, but right. Right. But um, which always blew my mind. I'm like, why would you want a pow- I mean, like, why did they want powdered wigs back then? I don't know I don't why know. they wore the white hair. It was a Parisian thing that kind of like the fashion just, you know, tri- went, you know, all over. of Europe, Europe. Yeah. Right. I don't think it came over here too. Well, like, oh. not, not, not did it didn't, it didn't catch on over here as much as it did over there. I think, um, pre, I mean, we see, we see George Washington and Jefferson with like the white wigs yeah. on. But I don't yeah. think it lasted much longer than that. No, no. <laughs> um, so we, the wedding sequence happens. It's really cute. They get these, like, they're both sneaking glances at each other. It's very sweet. Um, 
the entire wedding sequence is quite beautiful. Like, I mean, this mm-hmm. is still Bridgerton, you guys. It's still gorgeous. Like, right. absolutely gorgeous. Um, we end up getting uh, an instrumental version of Halo from Beyonce. And then after the wedding, um, he says, I have a surprise for you. They get in their carriage um, and he takes her to her house, not his house. He doesn't live there. He lives at Kew. She will live at Buckingham House. Oh, okay. I think at Buckingham, or maybe it's whatever. She's staying yeah, he, at yeah. this one place, and he will be staying elsewhere. Um, and she is like, but we're married, and this is our wedding night. And it, and she goes, I don't know what's supposed to happen on a wedding night, but aren't we supposed to like be together on our wedding night? And he goes, you wish me to to um fulfill my like husbandly duties or something like that like that she's like you want me to rail you tonight (laughs) right and she's like i guess i don't even know what that means but like shouldn't we be together this is our wedding night um and can i stop you you for one second i want to so i just i just finished a book um that i have to review and in the book the guy was like they they got this couple it's it's a historical and they got married and he's like so what did you know what what did your mother tell you she's like i know pretty much the biology and she goes my mom said my mother said it would be enjoyable he's like he's just like his mind is blown it was the first time i read this which i was like in a historical he's like i wish that the women in this country would tell their daughters specifically what is happening he's like you know the the men don't know what that your husband won't know exactly how much you know and how scared you are and we're just going off of that but it's kind of like i he's it was like yes thank you sir yes yeah it it would be really helpful if they did you know we're more like this is what happens when you have you know like when you get married more is going to come into play there and i think you'll like it um okay so they kind of like have this argument about you know is this what our marriage is going to be like where I'm here and you're at Q? This seems weird. I don't like it. Um, he's trying to get back to Q, like just at the fucking speed of light. He's really trying to get out of there. Um, and he says, because it's, she's like, why is it like this? And he says, because it's easier. And she says, for whom? Um, and that's when he yells, I decide I am the king. Uh, I decide I am the king and it is fucking heartbreaking because in that moment, like he has said to her for you, I am just George. And in that moment, she, she's like kind of stands a little taller and says, my apologies. I thought you were just George. And then she starts calling your, your majesty again and like curtsying to him and things like that and it's it's heartbreaking because like she clearly is really upset and so is he he's mad well, at himself this, for like, yelling at her is this part of the, like the manifestation of his mental issues also? i don't i mean it, it could be looked at that way but i don't think so i think he's frustrated because she's not just like bowing to him she's she's headstrong and mm. and and is she is Queen Charlotte as you know her in quote present day. She mm-hmm. is strong and but also confused and young and thinks that like she thinks she's done something wrong right. or that he doesn't like her. 
that's not the case. We find that out in a couple episodes. Like we we get an episode that is this day essentially, but from his point of view. Mm. And so we see like different aspects of the day and in the and in the following days. Um, but she is just like, if if you have nothing else to say to me, I'll I'll bid you adieu. I'll, I will take my leave. And he turns around and he walks out the door. Um, he just says it's for the best and he leaves. Um, he's got to like, he, does he realize at some point, I'm sure you're going to tell me that he's got like woo his wife. He's got to court his wife at some point. Um, later. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Um, this is when, (laughs) this is when she says to Brimsley, cause she's super irritated now. Um, she says, so we'll spend the rest of our lives together. And then of course it cuts to him, like walking five paces behind her in present day. Um, uh, so from there, uh, we just kind of get some like establishing things at the end of the episode. Um, the matchmaking process of that Charlotte has always been running is now an internal process for her. Um, and young Charlotte, um, is laying alone in this giant bed and she says, I wish I'd gone over the wall. Episode two, um, of course, because this is the time period of where we are. The question of whether or not they have consummated the marriage is already a topic of discussion. Augusta says that when um, she married her husband, George II, um, there were, I believe, the number was 14 people witnessing the consummation. Uh, but she's like, you know, things are different now and they want to give the couple privacy. But of course, it's still a question. And she is like, it is, I, we need to know if they have consummated. Lord Butte and his fucking asshole face are, is there and like up in everybody's business. Have they consummated? Have they consummated? Because they are honeymooning and he is at Kew and she is at Buckingham House. So how are you consummating this marriage when you're not even spending time together? Which right. of course is like, you know, that's going to get leaked to the people like they right not well, I mean, as a servant i have already changed her bed sheets and know that there's no because that's what they're looking for they'd okay. be going and looking for bloodstains right um but because she is a buckingham house and he is a q and like the dowager queen isn't there you know like there's people are like how do we know what's happened and i mean so, ten to one, everyone knows already that they haven't because servants talk right so um we get a montage that is truly depressing where we see Charlotte getting up every day, getting dressed, eating alone, dressing for lunch, eating alone, what she's trying to fill her day with getting dressed for dinner and eating alone. Um, She is seen in the library, getting down books. Like she's reading about astronomy because he likes it. Um, It's really like, it's sad, really sad. Um, and she is clearly wondering what the fuck she was thinking. Eventually she demands to go to Q. Um, Brimsley. And at this point I didn't know his name. So I just kept calling him the blonde dude, but that's Reynolds. Um, (laughs) step indoors to warm up. Um, while she goes to the observatory to see George. Um, we get, uh, it's, it's hot. 
They step inside. The two of them start making out hot and heavy real fast. We see a flash of man butt. Sexy things happen. Um, But um, it's not like super graphic at that point. Um, And uh, they're basically like, how much time do we think we have? Like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And then like when cut to like him coming out, like they, they really do only have like 15 20 minutes like the next time we see them like they're both kind of separately coming out of the front doors and like making sure they're all like straight with their like their overcoats are all straight and like buttons are all buttons mm-hmm. and stuff um but meanwhile charlotte is uh see she goes to see him in the observatory and he has a giant telescope and lots of like papers and notes and stuff and there's like a twin bed in the corner he's sleep he's living in the observatory and Look, he loves astronomy and is like mapping out the skies and stuff like that. Um, meanwhile, she is in there and she's like, I am seven and 10 years old. I have been removed from the only place I've ever known. You are the only person I know here. And you don't want to spend time with me. So what have I done that has made you not want to spend time with me? And he says, I don't want to fight with you. And she says, fight. I do. Fight with me. Fight Fucking for me. Fucking bring it. I will fight with you. Okay. But she says, fight with me. Fight for me. And he sa- He tells her to go home. Wow. And it's We're, This is such sad. a change for the guy that didn't get her, didn't want her to go over the wall. That's why I say, I wonder if this is the manifestation already. I don't think so. And I'll explain why as we go. Okay. Because of this, the next episode we get that's more from his perspective. Okay. Um, so uh, Brimsley and Reynolds are called into Augusta, and uh, he, she's basically grilling them, like, have they consummated the marriage? And the two of them say yes. The two of them lie and say yes, they have consummated the marriage. They're quite happy. Leave them alone. Um, Charlotte remains super lonely. In the meantime. Um, brimsley and reynolds will like meet in some garden somewhere to like exchange information Uh and be like brimsley is like he needs some gesture like he has to give her some kind of gesture to make her less fucking miserable she's so lonely so uh he sends her a gift it is a tiny dog uh that she calls a deformed bunny it is a purebred Pomeranian, which Brimsley then like later tells her, like, this is a purebred Pomeranian. It is rare. And he oh, has I see gifted this to you. So you oh my it. God, that dog is a fucking adorable. <laughs> I want a dog. But she she's from Germany and she goes, that is not a dog. Dogs are Danes or like, and she names like a few other large breed dogs. She's like, that yeah. is a deformed bunny. Um, the note he provides oh though is very sweet. And he said, the note says, I never want you to feel alone. Of course, well, fucking come visitor, bitch. I know. Of course. Then she finds out that the gift is a fucking dog and she's pissed. Um, she literally just oh my hands God. the dog to Brimsley. She's like, absolutely not. I, want dog. I know he has a basket that he stays in. It's fucking hysterical. I know. Um, but it is little, I mean, it's like, you know, it, you, it's so funny though, because you'll see it's a point of of amusement on the show because Brimsley will be like walking the dog, but they're walking so quickly that the dog is struggling to keep up. 
<laughs> what is the dog? Did she? What did she? What is? What did she eventually actually give it a name? I think the name eventually is Pom Pom because he's Pomeranian. Cute. Mm-hmm. Cute. Okay. Oh, yeah. The, right now, the cute. highlight of the show is the dog. Yeah, I know. I, I, mean, I mean, a lot of other things, but for me, it's like that fucking dog. I want it. Anyhow. I get it. Um, so then she decides, like, it's time to call on Lady Danbury. And uh, Brimsley advises her against visitors because she's like, he's like, you're on your honeymoon. It will look weird if you have people visiting you. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like, I will never tell you what to do. However, I will tell you how to do things that you want to do in a more proper or discreet manner. And mm-hmm. so he says, perhaps you could call on one of your ladies in waiting. And perhaps that person could be Lady Danbury. Mm-hmm. So uh, she comes in and essentially Lady Danbury is like, um, you know, she has a terrible experience with sex where she does not enjoy sex with her husband. And, right. Um, right. Is just literally lying back and trying to think of England until it's over. Um, so she's essentially. In and out. In and out. Mm-hmm. Right. And so she is kind of like talking to Charlotte about like, you know, how. How did that go for you? And Charlotte, they have not consummated the marriage. Charlotte does not know how this works. She has no idea. Is she, like, truthful with her? Yeah, eventually, like, Danbury, Lady Danbury kind of gets that out of her. And she's like, I don't know, you know, and whatever. And so Lady Danbury is like, okay. She gets up and she rings a bell. And uh, Brimsley comes in. And she's like, I need paper and charcoal. And she fucking draws her pictures she diagrams it. i love it she diagrams it she draws multiple different positions it is absolutely yes i mean it's everything that we wanted violet to do for daphne it's like it is so fucking brilliant thank you thank you so yeah it is so brilliant um there's it's this our year of sex cards but in charcoal form. Yes. And also this this uh, reminded me of something that happened in um, episode one that I didn't even, like at the time it didn't really ring any bells. It made me laugh, but I didn't really like stick. Uh, present day Charlotte, when she's yelling at her 13 children who have not given her an air yet, she says, she talks, she's talking to her daughters and she says, I know that you ladies know how this works i drew you pictures are you sure that they're do they know that they're putting it in the right place like it's it's fucking hysterical but like in that moment i didn't really think anything of it but then like this like lady danbury drew her pictures and so she drew pictures for her daughters you know honestly maybe we maybe they need to come back i don't know maybe well actually we're trying, but it's getting cut out of school, so it doesn't matter. Anyhow. Yeah. So um, they they have, like, this whole discussion, and she's like, uh, how many times does he need to insert it? It's really, really amusing, the way that they talk about this. Um, but Lady Danbury is, is concerned that the marriage is not consummated because of them and us. Our side, their side. Your marriage mm-hmm. to George is not finalized you are not technically his wife because you have not had sex with him yet and she's like you need to consummate this because like for all of us not just for you for all of us so um we end up flashing back to the present and um i i just started calling her queenie in my notes but queen charlotte is talking about her 50 illegitimate heirs to the throne 
QC. <laughs> QC. That is later she becomes QC. Um, but in the meantime, back in the day, um, Brimsley and uh, and Reynolds are talking to are talking about um, uh, Lady Danbury's visit because that word is starting to spread around. Um, in fact, Lady Danbury is then called into the Dowager Queen Augusta's place um, so that she can ask about the tea with Queen Charlotte and ask what they talked about. And there is a brilliant moment when uh, Augusta keeps calling her Agatha and Lady Danbury interrupts her and says, Lady Danbury, my name is Lady Danbury. And it is fucking awesome. Just amazing. So Lady Danbury is, um, uh, is trying to kind of leverage her husband's good mood, like trying to make her husband remain in a good mood, essentially. Um, she, she's trying to like, not blackmail, but like convince, um, the Dowager Queen to, uh, to provide more perks, essentially, to Lord mm-hmm. Lady Danbury now that they are Lord and Lady, um, and the Dowager Queen, for her part, wants information out of Lady Danbury. So Lady Danbury essentially agrees to, like, spy on the Queen, although she kind of never really does. She doesn't really pass any information that is, like, any kind of – she's not really private. Um, but she agrees to it because what she wants from the Dowager Queen is, like, a house and land mm-hmm. and – um what usually come with the title. What yeah. usually come with the title, um, including for her husband to get uh, invited on the hunts with the other gentlemen because he's being refused at this point, which puts him in a shitty mood. And then he comes home and bangs his wife um, and invitations <sighs> into whites because he's being refused entry to whites. Mm. Um, point. So like, oh, and she wants like, I, I want to be able to go to the opera and like, blah, blah, blah. So, um all of that is part of, of her leveraging. If you want me to pass information, you have to do a few things for me too. Mm. Uh, at this point, George finally shows up for dinner with wow. Charlotte and she's pissed and she fucking leaves. Like she, he, she walks in, he's, he's sitting at the table and she's like, Hello. And he's like, hi, Charlotte. I thought I would join you for a meal. And she goes, a meal? A meal? And she fucking storms out of the room. <laughs> and he chases her. Um, and and he's like, I, I know I have given you no reason to like me. I marry you and then I put you in a house and I leave. But if you will just give me one evening of your time, I think you might hate me just a little bit less. And so she agrees. And they have dinner and then he takes her back to Q and shows her his observatory and shows her Venus because Venus is like, you know, he found it and is like coming into view and blah, blah, blah. And in a few days, this thing is going to have whatever, blah, blah. Um, he apologizes for his behavior and she says, I do not forgive you yet. And he is, he's like, I, that's hopeful for him that she said yet um there's a cute little kiss between them and uh she says does this mean you're coming home 
to Buckingham House. And he says, yes, this means I'm coming home to Buckingham House. Um, so at this point, like, finally, they're going to consummate the marriage, right? How weird is it that, like, your maids are getting you ready to have sex? And then you, yeah, like, that's... parade down the hallway to your husband's bedroom. That's so it's really funny. Like in all those historical romances, it's always the guy comes to the the hero always comes to the heroine's room. But yeah, it's always the maid. Um in fact, again, this last book that I read, he's like, Do you want do you want your maid to get you ready? Or and she's like, No, you can do it. And to me, that's super hot. Like, no, for you can sure. do it for me. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, but yeah, yeah like so she walks down his room. Um and in the meantime, so the door closes, right? And um, Brimsley and Reynolds are standing outside the door. And um, uh, Brimsley says, might you like a refreshment after your travels? <laughs> it's so funny the way that, like, the two of them use code. I mean, and they would have had to, but, like, it's so funny the way that they have, mm-hmm. we they've woven that in. Um, so back inside the room, he says to her, you are breathtaking and she talks about like she says like it's pretty she's talking about like her garment or whatever but she says um there i'm afraid there are i have made a bad choice because there are a thousand tiny little buttons he says i'm very good with buttons um this scene where she loses her virginity though is is quite beautiful like they did it very well um there is like it's him on top of her and you see like man butt and thing, you know, like, but it's not, um, it's not particularly overly graphic. It's not, um, like I said, not love, uh, season one Bridgerton, but it's quite beautiful. And at one moment, at one point there is a moment when like, he clearly is stopping to ask her if she's okay and waiting for her to say like, yes, I am before like resuming. Mm -hmm. Um, it's quiet. Like you don't really hear their dialogue. There's music and whatnot. Um, but you can still tell what's going on. It, it's very, very sweet actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, Brimsley and the valet and uh, Reynolds have sexy times too. Um, Yay. <laughs> Yay. Time to go around. Woo. Um, the Danbury. Do we see man, but oh, that one too. Uh, I don't remember. At that particular moment, we see if there's like a few scenes with them. None of those are like there's no thrusting involved with any of their Damn scenes. It. I know, okay. um, but uh, they're cute. They're so cute, the two of them. Um, the Danburys get their house. Their spots for the boys that eaten. Um, she tries to like. This is what I mean by the fact that like her husband's a dick. She'll try to say things like. Um, you know, this is really great. And I think, and he goes, stop talking, go, I'm going to go see if the key works. He's just a fucking asshole. Um, uh, okay. So morning after they finally consummated this marriage, Dowager Crane, of course, rolls up and, uh, she's pressing him. Did you consummate this marriage? And, um, cause of course she's concerned about the great experiment. And, uh, he, gets very terse with his mother. He clearly does not have a great relationship with her. Um, and Charlotte overhears this discussion with the two of them. Um, he essentially says, you have told me to, to charm her, to make the uh, wedding easier. I did to the best of my abilities. You told me to take her to bed. I did. I have done that. Um, you have told me that 
I cannot let her know me, that I have to protect the secrets of the crown. And I have done that also. And she, he says specifically, um, I live for the uh, success or the misery. I forget. I have it written down later. I, I live for the success or the misery of this nation. And you've never let me forget it. And Charlotte overhears this and thinks like, he doesn't care at all about me. All of this is for show. Right. And so she right. storms off and is just like- Third that, act breakup. Yep. <laughs> at that point, like they, we'll get to it. Um, they do have, they cut to a scene where um, Queen Charlotte is in the present and she has like so many Pomeranians around her. She has tons of Pomeranians <laughs> in present day. Um, regardless, so then uh, the Dowager Queen leaves. Reynolds makes sure that the queen is gone, that the Dowager Queen has left the premises personally, comes back to check on George. And at this point is when we first start seeing his illness manifest. Mm. So he, this is when I said, like, at first, it sort of looks like a panic attack at first. When this scene happens, he kind of like collapses into a chair and he can't regulate his breathing. And um, it is clearly like in physical distress. Mm-hmm. Um, he, Reynolds says, do you want me to fetch the doctor? And initially he says no, but then he says, yes, fetch the doctor. Um, but then Reynolds is leaving and he says, and, uh, George says, Charlotte and, um, Reynolds turned around and says, she'll never know. It's not that at this point, his illness is not affecting his behavior toward her in any other way than I don't want her to know about this side of me because I wasn't allowed to tell her and that wasn't fair to her because she is she is forced to spend the rest of her life with this person who is broken like he really views himself as like a half of a king a half of a person because he's okay sometimes and not others and he doesn't want her First of all, he doesn't know that he can really even trust her at this point. Like, what if she finds out and then, like, tells everybody? Because if they declare me insane, then I will lose the crown. Right. And there's no one else. There's no one. Yeah. So, like, what happens, you know? Um, Yeah. He wants to protect her. And to some extent, he's he's protecting the crown. Like, he does not want... Um, anything horrible to happen to his lineage, but also he, I don't think he wants to see the judgment from her that he thinks he's going to see. Got it. Um, so, uh, episode three, we, it's coronation day. Um, okay. They're not speaking. This is where we see from his, his point of view or no? Um, I know I said that that was <laughs> episode three and now I'm wondering if it, isn't it might not be um i see i've got the episodes pulled up um oh no i think oh, it's, no, four. it's four holding the it's king. four yeah 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 um okay so it's coronation day they're not speaking again because she is fucking furious with him um this is called even days okay yes it is and you'll know why um so thank you because i actually meant to pull all that stuff up but i don't have my second screen and so therefore i'm i'm paying no attention to like imdb at this point um, I, I, I got you, girl. I got thank you. Thank you. Um, each episode, mm-hmm. by the way, is like about an hour, although there are a couple that are like an hour and 15 minutes. The last one's like an hour and a half. Um, okay, so uh, Brimsley, there's this moment where Brimsley is down, like downstairs, right? And he runs into Reynolds and he's like, what are you doing down here? Um, 
And he then accuses Reynolds of having, quote, another rider. <sighs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and Reynolds is like, that's ridiculous. I'm down here on an errand. I do not have another rider. Okay. And at that point, Brimsley turns around and a door opens and he sees the, the king being checked out by a doctor. Right. Um, and at that point, Reynolds looks at him and he's like, you saw nothing. So it's clear that Reynolds knows all of these things about the king that the rest of us don't yet know. And Brimsley does not yet know. And he he's essentially saying to Brimsley, like, you cannot tell a single person. You cannot say a single word, not even to Charlotte. Um, so then we get this, like, it was confusing at the time, but once I knew what was going on, it made sense. Um, we, we meet Violet Bridgerton as a girl. Violet is not out yet. Um, she's not like had her season or whatever. And her last name is Ledger, Violet Ledger. Um, Violet is already protesting her mother's bigotry. Like her mother very clearly doesn't like charlotte because she's black and it's just a, and she's wow. she's supposed to be one of charlotte's ladies in waiting and um uh violet is very much against that and set and speaks that to her mother um her father is very kind with her and um she does something cute like call her um he calls her beauty and brains and it's just cute. Like he'll he'll say like hi beauty, how are you? Like something like that and then she'll say Aww. something and then he'll say that's beautiful brains or he'll, he'll that's wonderful brains. It's very cute. Um it's very clear that the two of them have a great relationship and that they're very close. Um she looks like um I'm looking at her, her name is Connie G Jenkins Jenkins Grig and she looks like um the hell's her name? Uh Ruth kind of uh, Gamel. Yeah, she looks like Ruth Gamel. I, I'm looking at some of the young versions of these kids, mm -hmm. these people, and I mean, they did a really good job casting. Yeah, they did. They really did. Um, yeah. Especially the ones like, you know, young Violet, old Violet, like old quote. Um, but like, you can see, like with Lady Danbury in particular, too, you can see the resemblances, yeah. even though there is no resent, like they're not related, but like you can see that this actress could potentially be this actress, but like, you know, 40 or 50 years prior. Brimsley, especially. Yes. I thought so too. Yeah. I thought so too. Um, <clears throat> uh, so anyway, Violet's dad seems like a lovely person. We're going to get more of him. Um, Lord Ledger. Lord Ledger. Um, present day, uh, Charlotte's daughters are like squealing about the fact that they have embroidered a bedspread for a dollhouse that looks just like the one at Q. Um, and Charlotte is like, what is your problem? You are not, this does not make a baby. Go make me babies. She literally says so many spinsters, so little time. Um, <laughs> back to flashbacks. Uh, Lady Danbury is basically pretending to pass along info to Augusta, but it's not. Uh, She's not really giving her anything that's worth any kind of mm -hmm. you know value yeah um yeah. we get a shot of uh after the coronation um charlotte says to brimsley clear the corridors and essentially what she's saying is like i don't want anybody to see that my husband and i cannot stand to be in the same room together and so they turn around to go back into buckingham house and um 
drop their hand, like immediately drop each other's hands as soon as the door is shut and then walk forward. And then uh, when they get to like the hallway that splits to go down to their rooms, like they just immediately start walking away from each other. And Brimsley and Reynolds um, stop together at that, at the juncture where they, where the two of them split off and Brims are not one of them clears his throat and the two of them stop walking. And that's very clearly like a sign that they use for the rest of the series of um, or the rest of the season rather for when one of the men, one of the, the King's men or the, or the Queen's man needs to say something, but doesn't want to, because they're probably speaking out of turn. Um, so the two of them stop and um, I think it, some, I forget how this exactly that started, but like they essentially are like, are we like, we should be trying to like make a baby. Put the, and, yeah. Get them together. Yeah. Right. And, uh, but they're both like, no, I don't, I don't want to. And so they just keep walking the other way. And then Reynolds clears his throat again and they stop. And she says, we did agree to even days. And he says, I suppose we did. And so she turns around and she goes to his bedroom because it's an even day and they have agreed to have sex on even days to try and like, so that they at least have their odd days mm-hmm. free. Um, so she gets, <laughs> here's the thing there. They have um, so much hate sex. It is like, <laughs> she says to him, uh, the sooner he says to her, the sooner you're with child, the sooner I no longer have to view your face. <laughs> Holy shit. Or maybe she says that to him. I'm so, the sooner uh, I'm with child, uh, the, the sooner I no longer have to see your face. And he says, the sooner I, I no longer have to hear your voice. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> they are so mad at each this other. Is, this, is, this is what we needed in, in season two, man. This, this is, is what we very needed. very much like, this is very much an enemies to lovers situation here. Um, but like she's in amidst all of this, we're seeing um, Charlotte at tea with Lady Danbury. And she's talking about like, Lady Danbury is like, oh, the act is so awful. And Charlotte's like, yes, it is. But then in the meantime, like you see it cut to her, like not having an awful time because even though she's having a pretty great time, she's having a great time. And like, they're breaking shit. Like (laughs) there's a, there's a shot in the trailer where he's like fucking banging around on a table. That's later. But yes, that happens too. But like, this is like in his bedroom and like, there's just, they're like throwing shit. I mean, they're just, it is some intense, passionate hate sex. Um, And he does not understand why she is so mad at him. He does not understand like what switch has flipped here because he does not know that she has overheard this conversation. Oh. Um, okay, can I stop you for one second? Yeah. Um, is there's is this like a cliffhanger? Will there be a season two? I don't think so. No, okay. No, I don't okay. think so. Based on how it ended, I doubt it. Okay, it sh- they sh- okay. they wouldn't right. need it. I should say that. Um, the this that does happen. Like there's basically a montage of them hate fucking each other. Um, then like the dinner thing happens. Brimsley and Reynolds like clear everyone out of the dining room because there's like, footmen everywhere. Um, uh, they're talking about engagements. Um, the Qu- Queen Charlotte asks Brimsley like, you know, what are what engagements will we have? Like, I think the honeymoon period is technically over. Like, what can we go do? Mm-hmm. And he's like, um. 
the king doesn't do social engagements. Sorry. Um, and at that point, <laughs> right, nothing. Like, nothing. Yeah. Um, and she says, why not? And he says, honestly, I don't know. Um, and then like accidentally lets it slip that he saw the king with a doctor the morning of coronation day. Brimsley. Yeah. And uh, she's like, what doctor? And Brimsley is like, oh, nothing. And she tells the other servants to fucking get lost and like grills him about what's going on. Um, uh, okay. So then Brimsley, uh, Reynolds finds out that Brimsley let it slip and he gets pissed off again, man, butt because sexy times have just finished for the two of them. Um, on one of the even days they finish up and, uh, they're both getting dressed and she asks him, he, by the way, he stands up full naked back. Nice. Yeah. Happens a few times. Um, she. No, I mean, nothing will compare to Jonathan Bailey, but but oh, nothing will ever compare to Jonathan hashtag Bailey, but, butt biters but anonymous. Biters. Um, <laughs> so they're getting dressed, and she's like, "I heard that you saw a doctor the morning of the coronation," and he says, "It was the morning of coronation. The crown has to be examined the morning of coronation." And um, oh, did he he lie and say it was the morning of the coronation? Because it wasn't, was it? It was the morning of coronation. Oh, the coronation. I'm sorry. I'm the ghost thinking wedding. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. the coronation. Um, uh, and he says the crown has to be um, inspected. Or, That's a pretty actually a good, you know, quote unquote. It's a pretty good lie, lie. excuse. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she says, I wonder why they didn't want to look at me. I'm the one that everyone is concerned about getting pregnant. You think that they would also want to look at me the morning of coronation. No, because you're, you're expendable. Like he, right. You're expendable. You die. He'll, he'll, yeah, he'll right. marry someone. Else. But I think she's just trying to get him. Oh, yeah. To admit, you yeah. know, like, I don't know that she really thinks that. She's just trying to, like... She wants to get to know him. She wants to know him. She wants. She does want to know him. She wants to know why he saw a doctor. Is he okay? Right. She wants to know. And I think she's also trying to be like, what are you lying to me about? Um, uh, at this point, so he just kind of shrugs that off, that comment about, like, you know, her maybe seeing a physician. Um, mm -hmm. And she says... Um, uh, well, I am living for the happiness or misery of a great nation, which is what he had said to his mother. Right. And, so does he, and at that click? moment, like she's walking out the door and you see it click on his face. He's like, oh, that's what's going on here. That's what that's what she's so upset about. Um, the Dowager Queen is obviously obsessed with getting a royal baby. Um, it, it seems to be a thread. We all need a yeah. royal baby. Um, Lady Danbury. So the Dowager Queen in part wants a royal baby because, um, like goodwill for the people, like trying to like keep the people of England focused on a happy thing, essentially. Yeah. Um, and since they just lost, they just lost the Americas. Oh, uh, that hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. That hasn't okay. happened yet. Okay. But like, it's possible that like the unrest is happening. Like it's, yeah, this is like the sixties, 1760s. Yeah, so they're having to send troops there anyhow, so yeah. So, like, yeah. you know, people are not... When was Boston Tea? When was Boston Tea? I don't remember. Keep going. Had I'm to in the 70s. Um, they, at one point, um, I forget when this was. Uh, oh, I think it's when he's arguing with his mother. Um, mm -hmm. He says, because he likes farming, and so he says, I am trying to farm because I think it's important for the people of England to have affordable bread. And, yeah. um, and I mean, he's, that's really, yeah. 
legit. It's happening in France. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. legit. And he he's working with a farmer. Um, like the farmer had been using oxen and he's like, but this horse will provide like faster work. And so he's trying to like work with the farmers to be more efficient so that they can grow more grain so they can have cheaper bread. You know, like he really is trying to make England better in a way that he is able to um, because mm-hmm. he doesn't like crowds. He doesn't like being with people um, in part because of the the unpredictability of this this unknown disease that he has. Well, and it sounded like, yeah, like he was such a, um, like he was very intelligent and, but he did have, yeah, like you said, he had that disease, but yeah. as from everything, it looks like it, he was very intelligent. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, by all accounts, um, both in the show and in real life, I, I think he was quite intelligent. Um, I think he had a difficult time showing that to most people. You know, because of of the hindrances that he had based on whatever the disease that he had was. Um, And of course, lack of adequate care for said disease. Um, So they're trying to um, essentially like create something fun for the British people to focus on. And Lady Danbury um, says, like, why don't Lord Danbury and I throw the first ball of the season? And uh, the Dowager Queen says no. Um, but Lady Danbury threatens to stop passing along in- info, which, of course, Dowager Queen doesn't, I know, doesn't, of course, know that she's not actually passing on the info. Um, uh, oh, uh, she, she says to her, to Dowager Queen, um, you wouldn't want to find out later than everyone else that the Queen is with child. She's threatening to withhold that information when the Queen finally gets Good pregnant. for her. I know. Uh, Lady Danbury essentially decides that she's hosting this ball. She does not wait for um, confirmation from the Dowager Queen. She just has the invitations uh-huh. drawn up and sends them out. <laughs> Fucking baller. Uh, baller move, dude. <laughs> um, there is a scene that at the time seemed dumb, but um, later I realized was important. There's a scene in present day when... Um, Lady Danbury and Violet Bridgerton are seen in church together. And Violet is there because it was her husband's birthday. And she's sad because her husband is dead. Um, right. And John, uh, right? Was it John? Edmund. Edmund? Edmund, that's it. That's right. Yeah. So they're at this, it's this interesting dichotomy between the two of them because, mm-hmm. of course, Lady Danbury did not have a happy marriage, whereas Violet did. Definitely um, did. Yeah. And uh, Lady Danbury says to Violet, you are so fortunate. And Lady and uh, Violet's kind of like irritated by that comment because she's like, I'm literally here because my husband is dead. Like, what? Why are you saying this to me? Um, What the ever loving fuck are you talking about? Um, So at this point, uh, flashback, Queen Charlotte is meeting for the first time with all of her ladies in waiting, which includes Violet's mother. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, Lady Danbury is there and a young Mozart is playing. Oh, yeah. Um, at which point uh, Charlotte like hears something out the window. And so she gets up and she's looking out the window um, and she sees George walking through the gardens shirtless. And it is such a sweet like. A, just, I don't even know how to describe it. It's such a funny slash sweet moment because Charlotte's face is pressed up against the window. Her, like you see, they show it from the outside and like 
her forehead is like jammed against the window and then like she's like moving her head to try and see him walk by and her whole face is fucking hysterical that's funny yes in the meantime um lady danbury is talking to the other ladies and waiting and they're all declining the invitation to the ball because she's black yeah <sighs> yep 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 um so then uh charlotte confronts george about what he does all day um since he doesn't want to go in public he fucks off yeah <laughs> and he says he farms um farmer george i'm a farmer king and um so she visits the gardens she asks questions like he's not there but she asks questions about the gardens she asks if there are any medicinal herbs in the garden because she saw that doctor and she's still trying to figure out or she heard about the doctor yeah. and she's still trying to figure out what the fuck that doctor is doing um but brimsley says no it's all it's all vegetables um the wives furious about this ball because they don't want to go to lady danbury's ball and they are essentially making their husband's lives miserable which is bringing parliament to a stop which by the way i'm sorry but like women have more power than they believe so dear ladies yeah, they do like you they all say like happy wife happy life and i fucking hate that phrase but they used it in the show and then they were like parliament is literally coming to a screeching halt oh yeah yeah because well, like the we women are pissed off and it's pissing their husbands well, off. That was one of the, the the tactics when they were trying to get like, um, especially the vote there and um, here too. But it was like, stop fucking your husbands. Mm -hmm. They'll 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 turn tail pretty quickly when you stop fucking them. So that's essentially what's happening here. Um, yeah. And uh, eventually, um, we'll get the we'll get a resolve on that. But uh, Lady Danbury tells Queen Charlotte, like, all of our hopes and dreams are resting on your shoulders. Wow. And so I, we need your help, essentially, like, with this ball. Um, Brimsley, there's this moment where Brimsley tries to hold Reynolds' hand, but he's still mad at Brimsley. And so he kind of, like, pulls his hand away, but then he does give it and he holds his hand. And it's really sweet um king george says uh i am an exhibit he says this to charlotte in one of their conversations i am an exhibit not a person and she I mean, says it's not wrong right um and she says you are a person to me you can be a person with me um and i believe this yeah. is one of their even days and they're like talking in bed afterward um i believe that that's when this happens um and at this point they uh, they agree that there will be no more even days. We will just have days. Um, so. Uh, I like that they did it this way. So it's like, because I, we all know he's probably fucking, he had mistresses and shit. So, I mean, in real life, probably. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't look into that. Um, it's possible. Yeah. Um, but but, it's, like, but I like it's also possible that he didn't because of his illness. Because he didn't want to let people in. And then risk like them shooting off their mouths. Could be, could be. Um, but again, I didn't look into it. Um, so at this point, we get um, that. That's definitely when that happens. Or she says, like, we will just have days now. Um, but he said, she says to him, I know that you don't like public engagements, but I need you mm -hmm. to do something for me. And so they attend the ball at Lady Danbury's. And he puts word out that the king will be attending so that other people also attend. 
So a bunch of people show up to Lady Danbury's ball. It's a huge success. Um, they, uh, George and Charlotte dance to um, Alicia Keys, If I Ain't Got You um, instrumental. Oh. It's very cute. Um, which then spurs. That's one thing I do. I do approve of on this show is I love the, the instrumentals that are like modern songs. I, mean, I, I thought you didn't it, like I mean. that at first, but I think that you've come around to it. I've come around the corner. At first I didn't like it. It's key. I, I didn't notice it as much in this one, but when I noticed it, it was very cute. So I don't know if they did it as much in this version, but the ones that they use are beautiful. Um, well, I think the vitamin string quartet does them. I think. Um, at this boy. point, <laughs> Bucky, he's just biting her butt. Like he's just asshole. biting her butt. He's part of the John, John of the Bailey Butt Biters Association. It's our fault. Um, at this point, though, uh, Charlotte and George dance, which spurs Violet's dad. Um, to ask Lady Danbury to dance because when they came in, yeah, it was really cute. Be- Lord Ledger getting it. Because when they came in, um, Lady Ledger was kind of shitty to Lady Danbury. Of course she was. And Lord Ledger was like, I like you. I think we should be friends. Like it's, he's much sweeter than his wife, who's clearly awful. Um, afterward, um, the dance is over and, uh, Queen Charlotte says, thank you. And George says, you never have to thank me. We are a team, are we not? It's very cute. Um, Flip the page. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can't tell you a story. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So at this point, some shit goes down. Um, Afterward, Mm -hmm. of course, Lord Danbury's all fucking keyed up because, like, they had a successful ball, right? He's going to want it sex, right? He is fucking Lady Danbury from behind and has a heart attack and dies. Yes! <laughs> no one's sad. Um, so they, she, she's like, my lord? Like, because he just, there's like silence and then he falls. <laughs> she's like, what's happening? So she like crawls to the end of the bed and he's just like laying on his back, like eyes open, like just clearly dead. Dead, 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 dead as a door yeah. now. And um, missing, I guess I didn't notice, but like did, did he have an erection just like standing up? Cause he would have, he had like a nightgown on and I didn't really think to look, but like, did he just have like an huh. erection pointing up? Anyway, um, if you haven't watched it yet, let us know. Um, I <laughs> that's a weird thing. So anyway, uh, Lady Danbury comes out of her bedroom and her lady's maid is there. And she's like, okay, I'll go get your bath ready. I'll, you know, I'll, I, I've had water on the fire. I'll go get everything ready. And Lady Danbury goes, no, we don't have to prepare baths as often. And the and maid is like, no, but like, it's fine. I can go and I have extra water ready for you. And she's like, no, we don't have to prepare baths as often. And they both like squeal with delight. And then they're like... <laughs> Then they're like, okay, um, should I dress you or should we call for help first? And um, she's like, probably be best if we if we dress you later. Let's call for help now. It'll look better that way. So Lady Danbury goes. FYI, there's a thing called a death erection. So 
A death erection or angel lust, rigor erectus, or terminal erection is a post-mortem erection. But it's like, not it's a, if a man dies in the middle of sexual intercourse, does he maintain his erection? And it says not necessarily, but what is, does it, but it's possible for men to remain erect after dying while engaged in sexual activity. This is called a death erection. Also named angel lust. Wow. And not, not, not angel dust, which is something completely lust. different. That's different. <laughs> different podcast. Um, yeah, different podcast, different drug. Yes. So, uh, at any rate, should they basically fake a crisis after that? Okay. Yeah. Um, present day, Lady Danbury essentially forces Violet to come for tea. Uh, she, like, denies the invitation, says she has things going on. So, Lady Danbury picks a different day. And then, like, Lady or uh, Shark. Violet tries to like wave off the invitation, like, oh, my carriage is broken. So Lady Danbury sends a carriage for her. She's like, you will be having tea with me. Um, but essentially, the point of this is to explain to Charlotte or to explain to Violet why um, Lady Danbury said, you were so fortunate. And she explained like how shitty her husband was to mm. like yeah. how he hated uh orphans and like he didn't want to help any children out and like that's why she was at the church that day to set up a um a fund for orphans mm -hmm. and how edmund lives on through violet but everything she does is to erase everything awful about her husband mm. um so that kind of like violet is no longer angry after that um uh queen charlotte in present day asks brimsley why her daughters are not married why have my daughters never married and um he says uh they uh, they couldn't leave you here you are still his queen they couldn't leave you here because you are here frozen in time huh. and she gets clearly emotional and she says go over there and stop talking don't look at me <laughs> and then she continues talking about it's a like christmas time so she continues talking about how there needs to be more color on the trees there's too much gold put more color on the trees <laughs> um episode four this is the one that we get kind of from george's standpoint okay um oh uh sorry one last thing happens which sets up episode four so at the end of episode three um Charlotte wakes up at night and um, hears like scratching and George like mumbling. And uh, she lights a lantern and like follows his voice and finds him like on, there's some like bare wall in the room. And he is like with charcoal, like drawing and making notes and like murmuring to himself about Venus and the farmer King and like, stuff that essentially doesn't make any sense in that moment yeah um uh she, she follows him he leaves the room and she tries to get his attention he he looks at her briefly but then turns around and leaves the room and she follows him and at one point a servant like looks at them and she says um the king is working all is well go go back to your post and she just keeps following him and uh, that servant immediately moves because you assume that he is going to go get Reynolds 
because mm-hmm. I think all the king's servants know like something's not right with the king. Yeah. Yeah. So she follows him um out to the garden where he strips down, takes off his night, takes off his nightgown, um, like whatever cover thing that they all wear, and then his nightgown. Yeah. He's like nightshirt. Yes, he sprints out to the garden. Like at one point I was like, okay. Your nightshirt is like riding up, dude. Um Reynolds tells Brimsley to keep the servants away, like to keep them downstairs don't let them upstairs um and uh he starts screaming to venus i knew that i knew you would come i knew she would come um and then uh charlotte eventually is the one who is able to get like reynolds tries to like get something over him and charlotte is the one who is able to eventually get something over him and she says i am venus and i'm going inside so you should come with me because you've been waiting for me and he she gets him inside uh, episode four begins with Charlotte and Reynolds washing George. He's dirty. Um, I, I don't know if this is the same night or a different night. Or another, yeah. Yeah. Um, but she says, I found my husband in a hole in the garden. Someone needs to tell me what is going on. Um, and that's, we, this, this point we get a lot of flashbacks. Everything is from George's point of view. Um, we get this moment where the Dowager Queen calls him out of the fields to say, I have found you a wife. Um, he says her name is Sophia Charlotte. She is on a ship. She's on her way. Um, and then he goes into like an episode and collapses because he says um, she's on a ship. Um, she'll get lost. The moon won't, she won't be able to follow the moon. She'll get lost. Oh, okay. Doesn't make a lot. Of, I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense for a reason, right? Like there's right something, something's wrong. Um, enter all the crackpot docs. So he's sitting in a chair and she is telling them like, someone has got to tell me what is going on. They list a whole bunch of things. This is not their, this is not the first rodeo. This has been going on for a long time, ever since he was a kid. Um, they bring up inflamed cerebellum to which then look this up for me. Um, they are considering trepanation, T-R-E-P-E-N-A-T-I-O-N. They're considering that to treat the inflamed cerebellum. Um, that is, I, I, I look at it, but it's, it's they um, <clears throat> make they make a hole in the head and they drain it of they drain blood from it. Um, it's trep, yeah, trepanning. Um, okay. It's supposed to be like to release, release pressure or something. Pressure. Okay. They still do it. Yeah, burr holes. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, another one says ill humor in the legs. And someone um, says, we tried that method and the ill humor just went to his stomach. Um, and then another one is like, diet is key. And he looks, he's sitting in this chair and he looks so scared and sad. Like, it's just truly, imagine being like the leader of a nation and, and not even knowing who you are at times. Yeah. You know, like, it's just so sad. What's wrong with you? Yeah. yeah. Um, so new crackpot doc stands up. And he's like, I believe this is nervous issues. It's it's like a nervous issue, not a physical issue. Um, mm. And this is when the discussion comes up. Like, they, we cannot have him declared insane because right. he will lose the crown. Um, he says it's disorgani- disorganization of the nerves. This is Dr. John Monroe from Bethlehem Hospital. And someone says, that's Bedlam. That's the madhouse. Right. Um, he wants to talk to George. So he holds his head in his hand 
And he says, you command an entire kingdom. You can command yourself to. Um, and it does kind of snap him out of it. Um, and he, uh, they ask him, are you fit to marry? Because mind you, this is before the wedding that this has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and he nods. He says, I am fit to marry. Um, so now we're yeah, he's going to get her pregnant. I mean, it's, it, if he if he's declared, I would assume if he's declared not sane, well, he's got brothers, right? So is I he the eldest? Don't know about that because there's no mention of like so and so. You'll have to look up if George the Third had any siblings. I'm not sure if he did. Um, I had the family tree up. Let me look. I may have closed it. Yeah, there was there there were some there's a there's Prince Frederick, Prince hmm. Henry. I don't. Maybe I mean, they didn't what bring would have happened? It would have gone to, to right. one of the. It yeah. would have gone to one to one of the other ones. Why they did not bring that up? I don't know. Maybe it was like a time issue. No idea. Um, uh, regardless, and maybe the other two were like maybe the other ones were sleazy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe his his mom was just like, no, this is the king. Like, this is who it's going to be. We have to keep going through this line. I have no idea. Right. Um, so now we're back to the day of the wedding. They they don't show everything all the way through. They show like snippets of it. But essentially, we're, we're seeing the wedding, but through his eyes. Um, right. For example, we see Brimley run into the room. He is in this room, which we did not really see the first time. Um, Mm -hmm. But we see him sitting at a table and his hands are starting to shake. He's starting to experience some symptoms of this, like whatever he has. Um, So he gets up. He he needs some air. He's probably honestly going to run away. Um, But he runs into that doctor. The doctor holds his head and then literally slaps him in the face. Whoa! And all of like the footmen around him like immediately draw like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, and we physically and George, assaulted this. The, yes, yeah. and George is like, no, 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 yeah. everything's fine. He's fine. And George, for what it's worth, snaps out of it, and he's like, "I'm, I'm just gonna go for a walk." Goes for a walk in the garden, which is where he finds Charlotte trying to climb over the wall. But and that's the end of the scene you know like so we get introduced mm-hmm. to like where he is but not every detail like we've already had because that would be repetitive um uh we get a scene with him and reynolds at that point um and this is what this is why i was saying like i don't think that we're seeing signs of his illness right now um mm-hmm. we get scenes of like him taking her to buckingham house and um after he leaves and goes back to Q to the observatory, he's talking to Reynolds and um, he said, Reynolds says to him, is she not attractive to you? Like what, what is it that you don't like about her? And he says, no, Queen Charlotte is beautiful. Like I'd never, I didn't realize that a woman could be that beautiful. Um, and she is clever and she makes me look like a troll like the troll that I am Um, because he, she makes his quote. He, this is his word. I'm not saying it's his word, not mine. Um, She makes his quote deformity more pronounced. Um, And he wants her to be safe from him. So I, I think this is a conscious decision on his part to stay away from her for what he truly thinks is the greater good of the country 
for her, for him, I think for all around, I think he's doing, he thinks Mm -hmm. he's doing the right thing. Um, uh, we, we do cut back to Charlotte, like for context sometimes to figure out like timeline, where are we? Um, at this point, uh, George asks the doctor, um, you know, are there more like experimental treatments that you can do? Because I'm sure you're being safe because I am a royal. I am the head of the Church of England. I am the King of England. I'm sure you're playing everything safe. What what are the experimental treatments to try and make me better? Because I'm willing to try mm-hmm. them. Because he wants to be better for her. Mm. Um, so he's like, yeah, okay, we could do this. Um, and then it gets really sad for a while. Um, he tells George that he has never had to be obedient um, he forces him out of bed in the morning and has his like helpers drag him places. Um, he gives him ice baths. Like he essentially tortures him in an ice bath many times. Like at Guantanamo, like this would have been declared a war crime. Like this, I, it's not, it's not okay. Mm. Um, he makes him eat, eat absolute crap food that like later Reynolds says to him, like, we wouldn't feed this to servants. And you're eating it. It looks like unflavored oatmeal. Like that's what it looks like. It's not the same food Charlotte. We're seeing Charlotte eating interspersed with these scenes. Um, He tells him that he needs to learn how to submit. Submission is the cure. So it's like creepy in many ways. And like in other ways, I'm like, is this sexual for you, Doc? Like, are you going to get off by like torturing Mm -hmm. the king? Um, they strap him to a chair. They put a leather bite in his mouth. Um, there are animals all around him, like in cages, and they are all whimpering and scared. Um, we don't see any animals harmed, but we can assume that all of these animals have been harmed. But we do not see it happen, just for the record. Um, and I think you'll like where this is going after the horrible things, by the way. Um, one of the, oh, he says, uh, in here, you are not the king. You are just another animal in a cage. And just like an animal, I will break you. They basically torture him. Um, I don't know if this guy was real or not. Look him up. Um, John, uh, what did I say? Monroe. Monroe. Um, it's, there's nothing, there's no E on the end. It's just M-O-R and everything. If he was real and if any of this is accurate, I hope he died horribly. Of course. Why was he Scottish? What the fuck? An asshole. Um, so during the whole thing when like Augusta was like, how are you going to treat him? How are you going to fix this? I don't want to hear about the shit that you've been doing. Leeches have not worked. Bloodletting has not worked. Nothing's working. What else are you going to try? Right. Of course, they have leeches attached to his body. When it they said they wouldn't. Yeah. Right. But they said they wouldn't. Um. <clears throat> Uh, at, at this point, like he's going through all of this. He agrees to do it like every day, essentially. Um, he and Reynolds are talking and he says um, that he would like to be near her, but he does not want to, he doesn't feel like he can trust himself to be with her. So he essentially mm-hmm. goes to Buckingham, Pal- Buckingham house and like spies on her and like, will sit by a window and watch her outside play chess by herself. 
Like she is literally playing herself in chess. It's it's heartbreaking. So fucking, I know. It is so fucking sad. Um, he wants to be near her. Um, so then uh Reynolds says, like, you know, hey, how about a gesture? So like at this point, we know that he and Brim- Brimsley have spoken. And uh George says, Hey, do you know when um when the doctor will be around? And so uh he goes with Reynolds into the torture room, essentially. And takes out the Pomeranian. And that's what he sends to Charlotte. And he says to Reynolds. They were torturing that little fucking dog. Which kind of explains why the Pomeranian was sitting in a basket whining. Because he was probably scared as fuck. Yeah. Um, I'm scared as fuck for it. There's one moment where she... um, she's laying in bed and the Pomeranian is in a basket on the floor and she picks up the basket and puts it on the bed so that he's like closer to her. Um, he says, uh, when he takes the dog out of the cage, he says from my cage to hers. Um, yeah. And for whatever reason, this fucking dickhead doctor is like shaving George. Like he's the person shaving his face in the morning and it's very creepy. It gives me Sweeney Todd vibes, like very creepy. And it's very clear that that's, that was intentional on their part. Like they did this on purpose oh, like, to create and tension having, and like, yeah. And you have a knife to the, the king's the throat. King's neck. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. So of course, like the dog is gone now and uh, he is shaving the king and asking about like, uh, you know, do you trust your staff? My one of my dogs is missing. And at that point, actually, um, uh, George stops him from shaving and takes the razor blade, finishes it himself. And um, and I forget, I didn't write down what he said, but he gave like a decent monologue there to the doctor he's he's clearly intelligent and well-spoken it's just that he's he something is going on um fyi i looked it up i don't think he the, he does doesn't it does not say he had any any illegitimate children so oh well that's good yeah so it means and from what i, I this one article here it said something like along the lines of it seemed to be a very close and loving relationship so Aww. i hope yeah. so anyhow um, so then after that, um, George chooses farming over treatment. There's, uh, like he's supposed to go in for treatment with the doctor and he's like, you know what, I'm going to go farm instead. Um, and then when he's teaching this farmer how to use the horse with a plow attached to it, mm-hmm. um, he says like, he says something, I think about being hungry or something. And the, the farmer is like, I, I'm not sure that anything we can find for you will be up to your standards, but I'm sure I could find you some bread or, you know, maybe some stew. And he says, you know what? I think I'm going to go have dinner with my wife. And he leaves. And this is when he goes to join her for a meal. Oh. And she gets super pissed off. Um, while he's waiting for her, um, his hand, the, the first sign that you typically see is that his hand starts to shake. And so he's starting to kind of go down into a spiral, like spiral waiting for her. Mm-hmm. And Reynolds comes up behind him and puts his hand on his shoulder and he starts to calm down and he's able to like chill out. Um, uh, but he, what the, I don't know what I wrote next, but um, it looks like he wrote, he's, 
uh, so, so nervous about this blade. I have no idea what we're talking about here. Um, it's like my notes. I know. <laughs> it's a free. I know. the fuck I wrote here. Vision quest. I have no idea. I have no idea what's going on. Um, so at any rate, uh, he has a great night with Charlotte. Um, obviously that's the night that they end up, con- uh, wait, no, no, that's already like, happened. Yeah, yeah, he did. Wait, yeah, that is the night that they ended up consummating their marriage. Yeah, yeah, they did. And he tells the doctor, um, he essentially dismisses the doctor because now he's moved, he's Good. moving into Buckingham house. Um, he says, um, Queen Charlotte has helped me more than you ha- ever have. Um, after he moves into Buckingham house, um, there is a, uh, scene um where he finds the doctor in like the buckingham house kitchens and he says what are you doing here i dismissed you and he said oh well um i saw the queen and um i'm making something for her and uh she wasn't sure but i am i'm sure she is with child And that's what sets him off. That's what makes him start scribbling on the wall and running out to the garden and screaming about Venus. I wrote, fuck that doctor. Um, (laughs) Charlotte at this point, um, after this happens, um, storms, like I think, so I think they finished cleaning him up. And then she, the next morning, he wakes up alone in bed and um, hears a carriage outside and realizes that Charlotte is leaving. And so he has Reynolds ready his carriage so that he can go follow Charlotte because I think he's scared that she's going to leave him. And so he follows her to wherever the fuck the Dowager Queen is. And she storms into the Dowager Queen's tea, interrupts it, shoes everyone out and, and starts asking her questions and says, I would like to know why, as soon as my husband moved into Buckingham House, why the knives were suddenly dulled. Do you have any idea how difficult it is to cut English muffin with a dull knife? And that that reminded me that, like, in previous scenes, you would see, like, her forcibly cutting things. And I thought it was just her being irritated or, like, frustrated. And she was Mm -hmm. taking it out on the food or whatever. The knives were dulled because he was moving into Buckingham House. Um. All of a sudden, she says, the windows are sealed shut. Um, And there are locks everywhere. And none of that was there before, just because he was moving in. What have you not told me about him? You lied to me. Um, And she says, the Dowager Queen says, you would do anything to help your son when you have watched your son cracking over over his entire life. You would do anything to stop that cracking. Um, I believe she says, if you ever give me an heir, you will understand why I have done the things that I have done. George overhears this conversation and uh, goes back to the crazy doctor and asks to resume treatment. Oh, no. It's fucking terrible. It's so fucking awful and sad. And so just like these two conversations that have happened that neither were supposed to overhear and in many ways like miscommunication trope like if you would ask yeah. you could have maybe solved or like stopped some of these problems um right episode five here's the third third act breakup 
got it. Yeah, so we're in episode five. There are only six episodes, okay? Um, present day. Um, everyone's at the opera. I was wondering what... Um, I was wondering what opera they were seeing because also in that speech from Charlotte to Augusta, she says all Shakespeare is still in the library except King Lear, the Mad King. You have removed the Mad King. Okay, that's a little far. So then they're in an opera and I'm like, are they seeing like an operatic version of King Lear? Like I just wondered, but I don't know. Probably not. Um, So anyway, they're at the opera in present day. Was there one made? I don't know. But I wonder. I'll look it up. Because I was watching these back to back. I was like, (laughs) I wonder when they just brought up King Lear, you know. Um, And Charlotte. Yep. There's a Verity. No, Ryman. There is a, there's a Lear opera, but I think this is a new one. This is a new, yeah, 1978. Okay. No. So. Um, so I don't know, but it's this beautiful um, black woman giving this amazing aria. She sounds fucking fabulous. And Charlotte is up in her box, like with tears in her eyes. Um, and across the way, Danbury and Violet are watching the opera. And um, Violet asks Lady Danbury if she thinks that the queen ever gets lonely, which she probably does, right? Like, yeah. But basically she was asking, like, do you think the queen is like, has a dude on the side or like oh, ever masturbates yeah. basically <laughs> like that's what she's essentially saying it's fucking funny um and lady danbury is like are you really asking <laughs> are you fucking kidding me yeah. and the thing is lady danbury is not at all like she's not offended and she's not like trying to defend the queen's honor she's just like violet bridgerton <laughs> she's she thinks it's funny um you think she you think she rubs one out? You think so? You think so? Like, you think so? I mean Yeah. Never know. Um because know. we definitely get a scene in this episode where Violet is um laying in bed and she considers like her hand is starting to travel, but she doesn't. Um I was like, are we going to get like a forty plus woman masturbation scene in British? <laughs> Like, what's happening we didn't though oh because this is okay this is like okay this is in the in the present yes, god present i was day. like hold on yes yeah um okay also still present day queen charlotte wakes up in the middle of the night rings for for um brimsley and uh he says uh he comes in and she says uh is he dead and he said i i haven't heard anything so i would imagine that the king is fine that the king is well and she says, can you please just find out for me? I just, I just want to double check. And Brimsley's like, of course, of course I will. Um, nothing goes beyond that. So we have to assume that the king is fine. Because by the way, we've not seen the king yet. Right. Which I look to see, because I know the actor from the, from the, sh- the, the, the OG show. Um, and I didn't see him listed. He does show up in, in, in the next episode. But it might be okay. someone different. I don't know. I didn't look at, at who. This is Gardens and Bloom, correct? So, yes. Okay. okay. Um, so back in the past, George is screaming because he's being tortured. Um, this is great. Uh-huh. Reynolds is. This is probably the hardest episode to watch, to be honest. This was really great. fucking hard. Um, uh, 
Reynolds is outside the door and is clearly contemplating opening the door to see if he can stop it. Like he kind of reaches for the doorknob at one point and then stops. Um, again, Lord Danbury. Dead. Oh, oh, same guy. Sorry. Same guy. Same guy. Yeah. Okay. What? Lord yeah. Danbury dead. So they're having his funeral. Um, she tells her lady's maid. She was promised to Lord Danbury at three years old. So she was groomed yeah. from age three until however old she is now to believe like gold was his favorite color. And so therefore I was told that gold was my favorite, my favorite color. Um, I was told like he likes whatever kind of music. So therefore I had to like whatever kind of music and books, like same thing for everything. Right. Um, she says, I am brand new and I don't even know how to breathe air that he does not exhale. Yeah. I know like, I mean, so much 20 plus years of her life probably have been yeah. devoted to him. And now she, and yeah. she's still young. She's still probably in her mid twenties and has a life she could live beyond this. Yeah. And she could get married again. She could yeah. do anything she fucking wants to theoretically, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I mean, this is the time you, you're going to get, get some, you know, lovers and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It was not look, like, it was like totally justified. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. You're already like, you were married. You you know, whatever you did, you did your duty, man. Sure did. Um, at this point, uh, you kind of get like a, a hint that Charlotte might know she's pregnant because there's one scene prior to her going to bed with George where she touches her lower stomach and you kind of wonder, but nothing then has come of it until like that crackpot mm -hmm. doctor is like, Oh, well the queen asked me, blah, blah, blah. Cause I know that she's with child. And Oof. so then like, you're like, yeah, but is he lying? Like, you just don't know. Right. Right. And what is he lacing this with? Yeah, who knows? Right. And that's, I think really what sets him just like, he's just like, holy shit. Like this doctor has been talking to my wife. And anyway, so we know now that Charlotte is pregnant and she's quite far along. Um, the Dowager mm. Queen has literally rolled up with a doctor to confirm this pregnancy. And then like, Charlotte is just forced to lay there and like un undergo this gross doctor sitting between her legs. Um, she writes a letter to King George afterward. Oh, by the way, uh, the Dowager Queen is like, I will be with you until this baby is born. Oh, I'm great. Into Buckingham sure House. Oh, wonderful. I'm sure she was excited about that. So thrilled. Um, at this point, she, Ooh. she writes a letter to King George. Um, Brimsley is angry with Reynolds. He tells Reynolds to, um, he, uh, he gives this letter to Reynolds to deliver to, to George, uh, George, he, he like knocks on the door to the torture chamber, essentially. Jesus. Um, one of the like assistants opens it like not enough to really see anything in the room. And, uh, he says the king, George is not taking visitors or whatever. And, um, he says, I am the king's man. I will see him whenever I want to see him. Right. 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 So they put George in the crack of the door that they open. They shut in his face and then like open it again. And George is right there. They only open it enough to show George. He does not have a shirt on. He has pants on. He is clearly not well. Um, he says, um, you have a letter and they try, they try to like read it or something or like, they're like, you read it to him or what? I don't know. Like 
but he says like i cannot open royal mail it is for yeah. george it is not for anyone else um and the crackpot doctor is like no he's not ready he can't have any letters and george says put it with the others so while you might think that this is the first letter that the queen has written him, it is not. So Reynolds goes and puts it in the observatory with a stack of other letters that have the same handwriting. They're all from Charlotte. Um, yeah. Thuna, go upstairs. Go. Um, I also wrote the shit doctor won't let him leave. Which I assume I'm talking about George at that point. Um at this point, uh, because Lord Danbury is dead, the mourning period, I think, is coming to an end or something. Maybe she's still in mourning. I don't fucking remember. Um, I, think it's a, I think it's a year at least, I think. I think they expedite it uh, for this. I don't think that, like, official mourning might be, like, a week or two. Um, it is, well, official, and then they have to wear black for so long, and they're not supposed to get married or right. any go social stuff. Right. and yeah. But yeah. this is this is the great experiment and no one knows what's happening. So a bunch of people, all like black people with titles roll up to lady Danbury's house. And it's like, what happens now with your line right. of succession? Does your son take the title or not? And she's like, honestly, I have no idea. I didn't think about it. I haven't thought about it yet. And so right. they're clearly all concerned about this because they're like, what happened? Like, this is the first time this has happened. And we need to know that our lines of succession right. will follow their side. Does this apply right. to our side as well? Um, they also use something here that is a term they used in Scandal, another Shonda Rhyme show. Um, they say rare air. This is rare air. You have breathed rare air. Hmm. Um, so again, the Dowager Queen is staying with Queen Charlotte. Uh, they are having a royal wedding portrait painted. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the king is not sitting for his portrait, but the queen is, and um, she is miserable, fucking miserable. I'm sure. He hasn't seen her husband, and who the fuck knows? Uh -huh. He doesn't. He's not responding to her letters. She's pregnant, yeah. and he doesn't. You know. She, I would assume she probably feels like he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, she's she also feels lied to. She's like, no one told me and he wasn't allowed to tell me what was going on. Right. And now I am stuck here carrying the future right. King of England. Um, uh, so they're painting this portrait. She wants to get up. She's like, can't I can are you have to almost be done? And um, he shows he turns the portrait around. And he's like, I'm not even half done because the king is not here and um the she makes a comment about like the colors or something like that about how he's done a good job and the dowager queen says um make the queen's skin lighter oh god okay the king wants her to glow now like the dowager queen is just using all these like the king wants the king wants and it's not what the king wants the king has said none of these things no. but the dowager queen is saying them on behalf of the quote king so he does, tells her to. Does Charlotte believe? No, I, do, I don't think that. I don't think that. Okay. okay. Um, because she she doesn't even call the Dowager Queen any titles or any names. She calls her her or she. Where is she? Oh, wow. She doesn't even say Augustus. She just says 
her or, or she. she. Whenever she yeah. asks Brimsley, she says, where is she? Kind of love that. Oh, yeah. For real. And he, he always knows. I mean, he's like, she is out doing whatever or she is at tea with so-and-so um queen charlotte continues to write letters um however one of them uh brimsley opens and reseals and finds out that she is actually writing to her brother to ask him to come home and get her to come get her and take her home um he sees reynolds and says uh he's like i could i could forget to post this Uh, but Reynolds says nothing is to be done. Post the letter. Because he knows that George won't do anything. Because George thinks that he has to get better before he can see the queen. This is depressing as I fuck, know. man. I know, dude. Um, so Lady Danbury needs some air. Um, she's she's in her own unique way of mourning. While she did not like or love her husband, she is now in the space where like, what do I do with the rest of my life? And I don't even know who I am. And I, I need right. some fresh air. I have to get out of this house. So she goes out walking um, and wanders onto the Ledger estate, Violet's dad. Yay. Because um, yeah. they like butt up against each other. Like their estates have a shared yeah. property line. Um, and he suggests that they go for a ramble together. And um, she's like, what is a ramble? And uh, she says, I'm just, I'm taking a walk. And he's like, oh, I like to call them rambles because um, they sound, they make me sound less crazy if I call it a ramble as opposed to just like taking a walk by myself through all the fields, you know? Um, yeah. So they walk together. Um, and that happened, like they go through multiple walks together. Um, same time, like they always meet at like this little shack that is on like the border of their property lines. Um present day princess victoria and princess adelaide come to meet edward and william um charlotte is forcing marriages on them she says you guys the two of you getting married to these two ladies it's happening next week done and done and done yep this is happening um violet and uh lady danbury present day again mind you um they go to an art exhibit and uh it is full of dude paintings and violet <laughs> is hot and bothered violet is fanning herself and this is where we get oh he she says anthony is on his honeymoon and this is when we get the name of the episode where she says my garden is in bloom violet's horny you guys violet is horny um she says to lady danbury i almost asked a footman to lie on top of me yesterday <laughs> Lady Danbury goes, Violet Bridgerton. And then Violet gets horribly embarrassed and runs away. <laughs> so goddamn funny. Um, and then we're back in flashbacks for just a second where uh, Lady Danbury and Lord Ledger are walking together. Um, throw ourselves right back into present day. Um, the William and uh, Edward go to Queen Charlotte and say, Due to the Royal Marriages Act, which is a real thing, um, you cannot tell us who to marry because you cannot approve marriages. Only the king can do that, or in this case, the prince regent, because the king is incapacitated. So he says, Georgie, George IV, has to approve of our marriages. You can't make us do this. And uh, Charlotte is like, you're right. I 
overstepped. And then she looks very calmly. She's like embroidering something. She looks very calmly at Georgie and she says, now, Georgie, be a good boy and approve your brother's marriages. (laughs) And he goes, goes, I approve. (laughs) The boys are so pissed off. How old is Georgie at this point? They're all, I mean, by God, they've got to be like, they're all adults. Every single child is an adult. Oh, okay. So they're like, they all have to be in their twenties and above at this point. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, okay. So her brother arrives flashback, her brother arrives. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, she says, I want to go home. And he of course says, you're emotional. And uh, she threatens to behead him. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, he, but he says like, I can't take you home. You are literally carrying the next heir to the English throne. Right. Um, and more so something that he did not tell her, um, was that he negotiated an alliance between their two countries. Like it's, it's the political nature of the marriage that he negotiated for her. And he's like, I can't, I would basically be starting a war if I took you home, a war that our country would not win. It's called treason, it, and I really it's literally called treason. I cannot take you. Um, yeah. uh, Lady Danbury is uh, again trying to figure out what to do, and uh, so she's meeting Ledger at this house again for or like that little shack or whatever to uh, go for a walk. Mm-hmm. And the two of them almost kiss. I'm gonna leave you with that. For I now. mean, okay. Um, I mean. She's single. He's got a cunt of a wife. <laughs> I mean, I go hate it. Stay tuned. So, um, they, she's again in trying to figure out what she is going to do, Lady Danbury. Um, she is told to uh, seek the kindness of a male relative or remarry. Those are her options. Her husband has spent more money than uh, she realized. And Mm -hmm. she could very well lose the house that she lives in and her title. She could be completely penniless. Mm -hmm. So the solicitor Mm -hmm. is literally like remarry or depend on the generosity of a male relative. Cool. Yeah. Um, She gets real pissed and starts like kicking the bed that uh, her husband's bed basically. And like ripping the linens off of the bed and stuff like that. And then, like composes herself because can, can you hear this ruckus that's happening behind me not really every once in a while i'm gonna hope the microphone doesn't pick it up because they are just it is like a, they're both being dickheads tonight <laughs> anyhow they're fine don't worry about it um uh okay so the dowager queen is talking to charlotte and um so she doesn't make a decision in that she moment. does not she make just a decision like, in that moment Okay. She doesn't make a decision for until the end of the next episode, basically. Um, okay. The Dowager Queen says, uh, you've done your duty. You conceived an heir. As for my son, you don't even have to see him again if you don't want. At least not until we need another heir. Because you need an heir and a spare. Yep. Yep. Heir and a spare. Yep. Which is so nice. Um, there yeah. is uh, a beautiful moment where like after this conversation queen charlotte is walking away and is walking down the hall and she starts to get she starts to get really teary and starts to cry and she stops 
Um, she stops walking, of course, Brimsley, five paces behind her at all times. And there's this really sweet moment. Um, the, the relationship between Charlotte and Brimsley is consistently highlighted because the two of them, more than anyone else in their lives, the two of them are partners and friends to some extent. I mean, as much as of as a friend as the two people in their positions can be, they are to your intended servant. Yeah. Like they are closer than probably any other than they are to anyone else in their lives. Um, so he's five paces behind her. She stops and she has tears in her eyes. Like a couple tears have broken free and are down her face. And you see his hand twitch a little bit and it comes up and very similarly, like mirrored to the way that Reynolds did Reynolds. with George. But of course he's still five paces behind her and he just kind of brings his hand up and it's like he's going to touch her shoulder. And she kind of, it's like, she's kind of fortified by that. And she like takes okay. a couple deep breaths and wipes that tear away and keeps on going. And he follows five paces behind her. It's just, it's a very sweet, it's a very sweet moment. Um, Reynolds in the meantime, tries his damnedest to stop the torture from happening to George because it's like other servants hear it. And he like other servants say like it was three hours yesterday, you know, like, so they know something's going Mm. on. Um, He gets in the room and they literally his, like the lackeys literally pick him up and throw him out the door and he like hits the wall. Yeah. They're fucking terrible. Um, Back to present day, Lady Danbury asks Violet to meet her at the exhibit again um, and applauds Violet for telling her some of her story because so much of women's stories are overshadowed by men's stories and not told ever yep. in the first place. Like we are not even the lead of the narrative when in We're our own foot- marriage, mm-hmm. you are in the background, yep. you are not allowed by society standard to be in the forefront. So I applaud you for telling me some of your story. And I I thank you for doing that. It's very kind. Um, Back to flashbacks. Charlotte's fucking miserable. Um, Lady Danbury is making sure that her kids are going to be taken care of. At this point, that is Danbury's sole focus is what will happen for my children. I don't want them to lose their wealth within a generation. Um, She... Uh, takes her oldest son, his name is Dominic, and I think he's four. She dresses him up and she takes him to meet the Dowager Queen. At this point, the Dowager Queen is refusing to say whether or not the line of succession will follow. Um, What she says is the king is the only person who can make that decision. (laughs) Cool. So she brings her son to meet the dowager queen i think in order to like humanize him a little bit um with right. her to put a face to, put the, a name. Face to mm-hmm. the name You're like you're gonna tell this little boy who's adorable like no and she introduces him as lord danbury and uh lord butte that fucker stops the dowager queen from addressing him as lord danbury because the succession has not been decided yet <sighs> So when they're leaving, um, he says, I know, I don't know. I, Richard, I just hate Richard him. Cunningham. Well, he, I hate him. Um, he looks, he looks like looks a, smarmy. a douchebag. Yeah. So they're leaving. And Dominic says to, to Lady Danbury, did I do my duty, mom? Did I 
did I do a good job, essentially. Side note, almost all the actors from this movie from this show are in Star Wars Rogue One. So it's really funny. That he was in Star Wars. Rogue One. Yeah. Anyhow. Weird. Um so, it's very so weird. he says, Did I do my job, Mom? Did I did I do a good job? And um she stops and kneels down in front of him and reminds him of his familial line because he says she says in this country you are lord dan i forget his name hermit whatever the fuck his name was you are lord danbury's son but on my side you are from warriors she is from like a royal family in sierra leone and so oh, wow. and so she says like you are from warriors in in your mother's home country and uh, always remember that on your father's side, you are a lord. And on your mother's side, you are a warrior. Well, it's really interesting. So Lady Danbury's grandson is, uh, I believe, yes, I believe is Hyacinth's book. Oh. Mm, I believe. Let me look. Um, hold on. Give me. Um, I could see that because in the flashbacks, Violet isn't even out in society yet. And Lady Danbury has a four-year-old son. So, like, she has four kids. They're all, like, four and under. Yeah, I'm looking to see if... Can somebody just give me the fucking... Okay. <laughs> Bridgerton books. I forget. I don't remember what Hyatt's um, book is called. I believe... It's in his kiss, possibly, is, his, is hers. Um... Yes, Gareth, Lady Bam, Dan, blah, 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 blah. Gareth, Lady Danbury's grandson, um, and Hyacinth. Yep, um, they like. There's something with the with his father in that book, if I remember correctly, because they do a whole bunch of like sleuthing together in that one. Oh. Um, because his father marries um, an Italian woman. Like his father ends up not being, I, but I don't know if that is like if that's this if same person in, or if it's somebody else right because you only see the kids like a couple times but i mean a nanny uh, is caring yeah. for them you know like it's weird right. that he was right. brought out with his mother for an outing yeah like so the the um summary of that book is uh gareth st Clair receives an old family diary found among his late brother's belongings but it's written in italian gareth's grandmother lady danbury reintroduces him to hyacinth bridgerton who can translate together they discover past secrets and the key to their future there's a lot of sneaking into places and sleuthing because hyacinth ends up being more along the lines like more like closer in character to eloise hmm. so that's fun anyhow it's funny um oh uh so in the meantime lady danbury during their discussions um her discussions with lord ledger she mentions that like her birthday is next week um and she's not even looking forward to it because like why um right so there was this thing at the beginning or a thing when um violet and Lady Danbury saw each other at the church on the day that 
Violet was sad about Edmund because it was his birthday. She tells Lady Danbury about how her father used to make them all birthday hats or used to make her birthday hats every year. Um, and how she still has them all and how she made birthday hats for her own kids. And yeah, and it's, it's a sweet moment, but like also at the time I was kind of like, whatever. Um, well that comes back. It's going to come back. Yeah. Comes back <laughs> it's going to come back. Because, um, Lord Ledger is making Lady Danbury a birthday hat for her birthday. And he's still married, right? Still married. Okay. So, um, he, uh, okay. So he's making this birthday hat. Uh, Lady Danbury in the meantime, uh, ends up seeing Queen Charlotte and she, this is the first time she's seen her since Lord Danbury died. Lady Danbury has not mentioned any of the things with the line of succession to Charlotte because she does not want to burden Charlotte. She knows right. that something is going on with the king and she right. knows that Charlotte is pregnant. And so she does not want to stress her out or do anything that that would add to Charlotte's burden. Yeah, what's going on with her? Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> at this point, we get a much kinder version of Sorrow's prayers from young Queen Charlotte <laughs> to Lady Danbury. Yeah. She goes, uh, she says something like, oh, that's right. I haven't seen you since uh, Lord Danbury's uh, passing. Sorrow's prayers. Um, however, um, at this point, maybe actually, I'm sorry, it's Charlotte actually goes to Lady Danbury's house, kind of like unannounced. And mm. this is the first time that she has seen Lady Danbury since Lord Danbury passed. And Charlotte is literally like, I cannot go home. And I cannot go back to Germany. So can I please stay with you? That's a, that's a thing. That's a big thing. It's a very big thing. And uh, Lady, da she says to Lady Danbury, you are my only friend. And Lady Danbury says to her, um, kind of like, I'm, I'm not your friend. I would like to be your friend. I've been your lady in waiting, but I would like to be your friend. So how about we start over? And so they kind of like form a new friendship um out of this like she she sees that charlotte is not not happy just so depressed um and pregnant which of course is going to like make it worse and she feels very stuck and, right your hormones are already right yeah. yeah um back to present day um people people be getting married um and william is so william and edmund and edward as i said are getting married um william is scared he goes up to charlotte and he says um that he's scared and she's like why and he said i'm scared that i won't be able to love her because she says like you need to get married because it's your duty and hopefully you can love her and she says something that's quite beautiful she says love is determination love is a choice one makes you take someone in marriage and you choose to love them now that is obviously not always the case and that's fine. No. But I, I also think that as a person who has been with my husband for, I don't know, fucking we're going on 14 years now, like my God. Okay. <laughs> going, Do you have a moment there? You're like, Holy shit. <laughs> 
Um, but like after you have been with someone for many years ongoing. It it is a choice that you wake up and you choose mm-hmm. that person every day. Um yep. you choose that it it's, it doesn't always work out and that's fine. And I am the first person to say that not every relationship works out. Not every marriage works out. But if you if you still respect that person, you still care for that person, and you wake up every day and choose that person, you have a fighting chance. And if you don't, then you don't. Yeah. But like, but she's basically right. trying to say, you will love them if you choose to. Yeah. Um, it is a it's a beautiful humanizing moment for Charlotte. Because we don't have many of them. But mm-hmm. as the season progresses and as we learn more about young Charlotte, we see more cracks in in present day Charlotte. And we see some of young Charlotte shine through. And it's it's yeah. it's very it's very sweet and I think kind of yeah. necessary. Um going back to flashbacks. Um Queen Charlotte's real pissed her brother and says, you sold me. Uh, she's just so irritated. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what she said. You sold me. You, yes. Mm-hmm. And um, she is leaving to go uh, to Q. She said that she's coming back. He had gone to Lady Danbury's to get her and um, brought her back to Buckingham House. And as she's walking in the house, she stops. And he's like, what is going on? She turns around. She says, you sold me off to be the queen of England. I am off to be the queen of England. And she gets back in her carriage and she rolls off to Q. Um, in the meantime, uh, Lord Ledger rolls up to Lady Danbury's house to give her the uh-huh. birthday hat. Uh-huh. I'm going to guess he's going to give her more than a birthday he hat. He certainly did. Um, there is a moment, though, for Lady Danbury when, like, she's in she's in this bed staring at the ceiling again she's clearly having a better time but like she's staring at the ceiling and you get this moment where she's just like i don't want to be staring at the ceiling and so she like pushes him and like gets on top and i mean but again like she's covered like she has like a thing on he's naked though okay i'll take it Mm -hmm. not complaining Uh -uh. so you know lady danbury has now realized she has a garden because she has never ever enjoyed sex yes i like it and that's it they talk about that like lady danbury realizes that she has a garden um and that's the discussion that um i think when she meets with violet at the exhibit for the second time she says i did not realize i had a garden until after my husband died and i entertained it i flourished that garden after my husband died Do they, um, so just because, I mean, I would assume they don't fulfill the act because like, not fulfill it, but he doesn't like, he doesn't come in her because he would be, I mean, I would assume they'd be afraid that she get pregnant. There was this moment. Um, did I write it down? I don't know if I did. Uh, I did. I don't think I wrote it down, but he, uh, had, he is talking to her. Oh, maybe we haven't even technically gotten there yet. Um, but he does say, uh, I, she says something like, you cannot come inside. 
And he says, I will not come inside. So I'm guessing that he did not come inside. <clears throat> anyway, um, present day, Lady Danbury is looking for something in her suitcases and whatnot. She's looking for the birthday hat and she does find it that he made for her. Um, but we flash back to uh, the queen rolling up to Q in search of King George. Um, that fucking terrible doctor tries to stop her. And she was like, fuck that. And like walks right by, storms into the room where they are literally burning him with hot pokers. Hot poker. What was the point of that? No, Hot poker what in the fire. You see them like bring it out and put it on his leg. Like on his Branding fucking leg him? for like what reason? The humors that are in the his humors legs. The humors in his legs. Um, so she talks to George and she like he is not well. Clearly. Not like sure he's not. literally being tortured. He's not okay. Um, she goes up to him and holds his face and and talks to him and is like, "Remember me? I'm Charlotte. I'm I'm Charlotte. You're just George. You are Farmer George. I need to talk to George. I need George to come back." And she takes his hand and puts it on her belly, and um, and he kind of like goes still. And she's like, do you feel that kicking? That is the, that's the future king. And she's able to like pull him back. And um, she uh, goes back outside to get Brimsley and immediately dismisses the doctor and says, you're lucky I am not doing worse than just dismissing you. Get the fuck out. And tells Brimsley, we are moving to Q. Um... And that's how we get to the final episode. Okay. She's living at Q with George, obviously. Um, the Dowager Queen is real pissed that uh, this doctor has been dismissed. And the Dowager Queen um, expresses a concern that Charlotte is actually trying to rule over George. Which... Somebody's got to rule. Someone's got to. Somebody's got to do something. I mean, I remember you and I saying in the first season who is actually running the country like it, where is the king before we right, knew what right, was going right. on like it was kind of clear that like the queen was extremely involved in day-to-day -day operations right because at this point i mean we they have a prime minister but i mean like most of it up until like i mean still now i mean like if you know if watched most of the crown or you know anything like if you like be more too i mean um Churchill was constantly yeah. in, in in Congress with 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 uh, Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, and and so, for all we know, they might still do that. Like the Prime Minister had a standing had meeting. Churchill had a yeah. yeah with the Queen. Um, at the time, for a long time, they probably still do had a standing meeting with the Prime Minister and, and the monarch. Yeah, I mean, not probably as much anymore because it's kind of like not, maybe not you know, Parliament, right? Yeah, because Parliament is is more yeah. Yeah, maybe not, but like, but it's a thing. Like they're they're in mm -hmm. uh, consistent communication. Yeah, they're in concordance with each right. other. Yeah, yeah. Um, so present day, uh, Violet and Lady Danbury are going for a walk, and Violet finds the birthday hat at Lady Danbury's house. Um, and, uh, again, present day Queen Charlotte is sitting for a royal portrait with all of the children. Um, the king is obviously not there. 
uh, flashbacks. Uh, the, George tries to tell her to leave. And um, uh, she obviously won't. She's like, no, absolutely not. I'm not going anywhere. I'm here with you. She says that she loves him and she will leave him alone. But first, he has to tell her that he does not love her. She says, I will go back to Buckingham House. I will raise this baby on my own. And I will leave you alone if you want. But first, you have to tell me that you do not love me. Do, do you think that's earned, though? It feels like most of the series has been them two separate. Like, not even... I mean, are there enough scenes together to yes. like, to reliably say... like Yes. Um, when they are together, they're so sweet together. They're so sweet. Okay. And it's so clear that the two of them really do care about each other. Um, okay. Again, just like the force of these annoying overheard conversations drawing them apart. I do think watching the series, it's clear that they both still care about each other very much. Got it. Um, okay. He says that uh, she should not wish for life with a madman. Um, they argue um, she, she just keeps stopping him and saying, do you love me? And he says... If you, I highly recommend you look this scene up. It's probably on things. It's definitely I'm gonna on end social. Up watching, FYI, spoiler alert, I'm going to watch this. I so recommend it's it. Fine. Episode five is really fucking hard, but like episode six is worth the payoff. Um, he says uh, heaven and the heavens and earth collide and get confused in my mind. Like, I, I don't know who I am. I don't know where I am. You don't want this. And she says, I will stand with you between the heavens and the earth. I will tell you where you are. Do you love me? And he screams, I love you. And he says, be like, he says from the moment I saw you trying to climb over that wall, I love you. I have, I can't breathe when you are not near. I love you. It's just, it's so fucking sweet and just beautiful with like the two of them mm -hmm. trying to like figure out their shit. Um, he cries. It's just, it's so like touching and gorgeous mm -hmm. and very well done. The two of them are so fucking good together. If neither of them are nominated for something from this, I'm going to be furious because the two of them did so, so well together. And the way that young K Queen Charlotte embodied older Queen Charlotte like her mannerisms, the way that she mm -hmm. talks, like it's so good. And, and George just being able to like slip into these really difficult moments, fucking spot on. He did a fabulous job. Um, I did see a behind the scenes thing where he was talking about how in this scene where the two of them kind of argue and, um, and he admits that he loves her. He was supposed to be walking around, but he had injured himself on set somehow or something. And so he was stationary. And he says, you really can't tell except that there's this moment where the two of them like embrace. And he says, you can see me wobble. And she actually catches me. Like she stops me from falling over because he is, it was like his ankle or his foot or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then like, you know, sexy things happen. We don't really see it though. Like you see clothes kind of like strewn throughout the observatory and they're on his bed and he's talking, they're talking. And, um, he says, so when, like, when are you due essentially? Like, when do we get to meet him? And she says soon it's soon. Um, 
And so then he talks to her belly and he's like, hello, little king. It's just like fucking heartbreaking. Um, uh, Lord Ledger. So they, another walk. Lord Ledger goes out for a walk. Lady Danbury uh-huh. is waiting for him, but Violet is with him. He's putting a stop to it. Um, oh. Basically ending their tryst. So she says, like, I just wanted to thank you for, you know, being there for me when I needed a friend. Um Lord Butte uh, says that if the king is doing so well, like everyone claims he is, he can give a parliamentary address then. Which, of course, everyone who knows what's going on is like, this isn't going to end well. Um, Yeah. Present day, Georgie and one of the daughters. We don't really get much of the daughters' names. um, But they come in to tell Charlotte that that she needs to be nicer to them on the children front. Um, actually they call it a baby race. Um, Georgie has lost his wife and daughter and she says all of the girls have lost babies. All of us have lost babies. And Charlotte is like, I didn't know that you never told me. And, uh, they say to her, you have been our queen, but you have never been our mother. Yeah. Well, that was the same thing with Ver- uh, Veronica. <laughs> with Veronica. <laughs> with Victoria. <laughs> with Victoria. Victoria hated being pregnant. She hated, not hated, but she disliked being a mother. <clears throat> but she definitely hated being pregnant. And and they had, I don't know, a gaggle of kids too. Bucky, I know. Gross. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah. The same- I didn't enjoy being pregnant. I, I mean, there were certainly she, I mean, she, fun she, moments. She, motherhood was not for for Victoria, but because, and I think also because she loved, she loved, hi, hi Bucky. She loved Albert so much that like she would do anything for him and he loved the kids, but she just wasn't, that wasn't her thing. Well, and like, she, she had to produce an heir and like, if they're going to be banging all the time, like there's no birth control. So. Right. Right. Got to pull And out. it wasn't Prince. So the one who I've, I, I remembered has syphilis was actually Prince it was queen victoria's grandson yeah again uh no penicillin um and if you don't catch it it goes to your brain um you get the clap wear a condom everyone um avoid the clap (laughs) (laughs) um where are we so uh present day you have to be nicer to us blah 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 um flashbacks again the uh, Dowager Queen sends a letter to King George, which he reads and promptly rips up. Um, Reynolds, at this point, Reynolds tries to warn Charlotte. He has good days and bad days. And she kind of blows him off. But he's trying to warn her. Just because he's okay right now, because you're here does not mean he's not going to have more bad days and she just blows him off and it's like he what he needs is me and i'm here now and he's well everything is fine um she says he needed his wife to uh get rid of that dreadful doctor all as well oh so during this discussion um the dowager queen says to charlotte he is your responsibility now um and i am telling you that there is unrest in Parliament, and he needs to speak to Parliament. It's not wrong, unfortunately. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. Um, so Charlotte does tell George, "You must address Parliament. We need to return to Buckingham House." So they do. Um, but in present day, 
um, Charlotte is talking about her ungrateful whining children. Um, <laughs> Queen Charlotte asks Brimsley. This annoyed me. Queen Charlotte asks Brimsley if he ever married. How could she not know the answer to that? Right. I was just going to say, she's known him how many years? And now she's like, hey, did you ever get married? I know. And he is a little dumbfounded and kind of stares at her and is like, I, I didn't write it down exactly, but I swear he said something like, how would someone like me have married? And I don't know if he was talking about being gay or if he was talking about serving the crown because serving he's always crown. with her serving the crown. Cause it's like, it's like um, a lot of times with housekeepers back then or butlers, they went by Mrs. Or Mr. And they weren't Even married. They weren't married. Cause right. like, who could, how could you have a, how, how could you have a kid who, you know, like how are you going to have, kid? how do you get married? Right. And, yeah. Right. And he does say, I'm all, I've always been with you. There's no time. Um, and I'm assuming is, at some point Reynolds is dead. We don't something. know what happened to Reynolds. I will get there. Um, but, but I don't know what happens to Reynolds. I assume he dies at some point. It's yeah. not actually spelled out. Got it. Um, going back to, uh, flashbacks, George is clearly representative or I'm sorry, George is clearly apprehensive, um, to be back at Buckingham house. He actually kind of like hesitates going up the stairs. Um, Lady Danbury and Queen Charlotte have tea. Um, Charlotte asks Lady if Lan- Lady Danbury needs anything. But Lady Danbury says no. Um, again, Charlotte's pretty pregnant. Like, and it's in those gowns, it's you can't really see a belly. Um yeah. so it's not like we just know that she's pretty far along because we've been told that she's pretty far along. And you can see like some the bottom of it yeah the very bottom because like the bodice is there and then like you and they still wore the fucking stays they still wore them even blows my mind like even well i think it was kind of like really great about the regency era even though like eight um empire ampere waist don't oh, look yeah. good on anybody no they don't not but a at least, person. nope but at least they didn't have they were wearing this the short stays they were wearing the half stays the half corsets back then so they weren't as bad if any, some didn't wear it at all, but yeah. Yeah. There's a, um, there's a note while I'm thinking about it. Cause this was not, um, discussed in the show, but I saw some analysis where people were speculating that the reason Queen Charlotte in present day is still dressing in that older Georgian style instead of like the more regency like what the other women are wearing is because she's hoping that george will recognize her more if she's still dressed in the old fashion oh that's fucking heartbreaking yeah i know this show got me it got me got me good um so uh royal physician uh tells uh oh while they're at tea Charlotte says the royal physician told me that childbirth would be quick and painless. And Lady Danbury literally laughs and says it's the worst pain imaginable. And then she- <laughs> Yeah, get used to it, bitch. Hey, go. It's gonna suck. Yeah. It's gonna suck. Um, and Charlotte literally she goes, I knew it. And then there was a, there's a second pause, and then she goes, Wait, really? <laughs> and Lady Danbury like backpedals and she's like, It'll only hurt a little bit. 
You know that you know that pain in your your wedding night. It's just like that. <laughs> just like 4, that a little bit. It's a little, it's a little, it's a little it's twist. Just when a you're little done. discomfort. Oh, God. Could you fucking imagine? No. Like, no, because especially back then, it's like Jesus. We find the fact that you might not make it out of mm-hmm. it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wonder if part of that was also like this. Honestly, besides the fact that they couldn't, a lot of it was breach, bir- breach births that they couldn't like turn, but also if it was from the stays and the corsets too, because so many women's. Like that area, like there oh, yeah. was all so deformed, restricted like, baby movement. Mm. Well, that and like, and there a lot of you look at some of their hips and everything. There were they were deformed because they had been yeah. wearing corsets even like too early, too early. I Anyhow, see. sorry, <clears throat> random. Gotta love fashion done by. Well, men. I mean, um, at least we weren't binding our feet. Um, okay, so where was I? Um, okay, present day, Lady Danbury and Violet are walking, and Charlotte, or um, Violet is like trying to poke around a little bit. Um, she says that she found uh, the birthday hat, uh, or because she found the birthday hat, she's suspicious. Um, she's kind of asking about how um lady danbury like tended to her garden and uh like basically saying like did you why did you never remarry did you take any lovers like what how did you know why didn't you remarry and um lady danbury says violet i have loved and i have been loved and she says why don't i know about any of this then and she said because i am discreet and uh, Violet said something else. And then Lady Danbury goes, have I ever told you about the queen's brother, Adolphus? And she goes, no. And she goes, because I am discreet. And then she walks away. Whoa, um, Lady Danbury's getting on with Adolphus too, huh? So flashback, we see um, Lady Danbury talking to Adolphus. Um and he says, you know, like, can I call on you sometime? He's in town. He's he's in England because um, he he's, in some, he's in town. He's in town. He rolled up in town. He rolled up into town in the carriage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's still at the local Hilton. It's fine. That's <laughs> exactly. He he's used the Uber hotel, carriage. Hotel Holiday Inn. <laughs> Four seasons. He's at the four seasons. He Uber carriaged over to her place. Um, so he's around. <laughs> By the way, I see right. what shirt you're wearing, and I love it so much. Um, so I see what shirt you're wearing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he basically says, "Like, can I call on you sometime?" And she's like, "Yeah, that would be great." Um, George is trying to write his speech to Parliament. Uh-huh. He's very nervous about it. And Charlotte comes in and is talking to him, um, says, you know, your speech will be great. It'll be totally fine. Um, and then she goes into labor. Oh, it's going to be great. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just by the way. She's, by she's the way, it's like, coming out of my vagina. Yes. She's basically like, maybe I can offer you a distraction. And I'm pretty sure at first that she's talking about sexy things. But then, like, mm-hmm. she goes into labor. Um, so George uh, is seen, like running down the hall runs into reynolds and it's like where is the royal physician she needs opium she can't do this without opium 
And um, of course, all right, not, right. Men are not allowed like in the birthing room, right? No. Like back then. So Reynolds, back, says, I think that honestly was up to like the seventies. Yeah, yeah, literally. That's like within the last fifty or so years that that became a thing, at least in America. I don't know, like yeah, I don't know if otherwise. What, yeah, yeah. Um. So uh, Reynolds says the physician just got here. He is in with her. Don't worry. Um. So he goes and t- to his credit, fucking George, man. Like he goes over there. It is is about to go in the room. But the Archbishop of, Can- of Canterbury and Lord Butte, that fucker. Lord Butt. Let's call that Lord Butt. It's Lord Butt. Lord Butthole. He, <laughs> they stop him from going in. And they're like, it's very improper. Gentlemen are not allowed in the room. And so he's like, fine. And so he's kind of like pacing outside of the room. And then Lady Danbury comes out. She's in the room with Charlotte. And she says, she's asking for you. And so he's like, fine. And so he turns around and he starts to walk toward the room again. And the Archbishop of Canterbury blocks him, stands in front of him. And we get this big dick energy move where George says, and I've also seen this on social media. George says, do you like being the Archbishop of Canterbury? And he says, yes. He says, would you like to remain the Archbishop of Canterbury? And he says, yes. And he says, how do you think that this will go for you if you anger the head of the Church of England? And so the Archbishop of Canterbury moves. <laughs> George goes in the room and like Charlotte, you can hear Charlotte screaming, right? Um, side note, during this, um, I was upstairs actually getting ready for this, putting makeup on. And um, all of a sudden, like the audio just cut out completely. And I was like, what the fuck? I hit pause. And then Mr. Veronica texts me and he goes, well, that was weird. And I was like, what just happened and he had tried to turn on the our portable bluetooth speaker which was oh my god (laughs) there's like screaming through the whole house (laughs) (laughs) and mr frontica goes i knew exactly what it was (laughs) he was like like, he goes but you weren't like that <laughs> it's like a screencasting board onto your television. No. And I was like, oh my God, is is little Veronica traumatized? <laughs> he goes, No, she's fine. So anyway, um he goes straight to her bed, takes her hand. Um, the opposite side is Lady Danbury. And so there he's saying to her, like, you are strong. I know you can do this, you're doing great. And um you see like bloody towels being like taken yeah and he's like what's going on and the doctor says the baby is breech yikes okay and uh he says okay so what do we do and uh he says there's nothing to be done we just have to wait and see what happens and makes you so angry because you're like you know what has to be done in the modern age and yep yeah 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 don't worry so uh george looks at lady danbury and says You've been here before, right? And she says, yes, four times. And he says, does this look normal to you? And she says, there's a lot of blood. And Brimsley, who is facing the window, like he's not facing the room, but he's always with her. Yeah. Is facing the window. He kind of looks over his shoulder and goes, it is a lot of blood, if I do say so myself. And... Uh, the doctor says, I assure you, this is all normal. And this is how women die. Yep. And George 
Again, big dick energy on this one. He goes, uh, Charlotte, I am a farmer and I know that with horses and with sheep, there are things we can do to help. And what we, I need you to trust me and we can do this. And he looks at the doctor and he says, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And he says, but this is a royal baby. And he says, I don't care. It's we a will baby. do it. We will yep. try. And so he says to Charlotte, we need to reposition you. We need to scoot you to the end of the table. And so like, or to the end of the bed or whatever. And so there, like, that's the last that we see. Like we see one last scream from her. And then we see George holding a baby. So George actually saved the baby. George saves her and the baby. Yeah. Now, again, I don't know how, like, historically accurate that is. But in the show, beautiful. Um, um, I was just going through memory And the reason they go on to have 14 more kids. 14 more children. Or at least 14 more pregnancies. Um, The... uh, uh, While he's there with... He's walking around, like, in a room with the baby he's just kind of like doting on this baby and staring at this baby and can i ask a question real quick yes i don't know the answer um in modern day if it's breached do they move do they turn it or do they do c-section or do they do both so they will try one before the other so typically what i i should say when i was pregnant this is how what they told me that was a few years ago now you know whatever um they will try and flip the baby um, but usually by like getting you to be active, they tell you to go on walks. They, they're trying to like encourage your body to do um, they, what it they knows it's it. going to do. Right. Yeah. Right. And they uh, can see it yeah. at this point. You're getting, um, you're not getting an ultrasound frequently. Um, but you are going in for an examination in the last month. You're there every week. So right. the doctor's feeling around. Um, and, uh, they can typically tell uh, somehow, like they can feel the head and stuff and they can kind of like feel what's going on. At some point the baby drops. Right. Um, right. And so that's like another indication. Um, but if they think the baby is breached and of course now in a hospital and they, if they have any indication that the baby is breached or they think that something is weird, they'll just strap an ultrasound on you and they'll just start doing figured. it right there. I don't um, know why I asked because I was like modern technology. So I don't know right. why. But, but in some medicine. cases they can try and flip it and they might do that by like pressing on your stomach. Right. Um, but if they can't flip it or they think that it'll be more detrimental to try and flip it, then they will just do a C-section. They're not fucking around with feet coming out first. They're absolutely no. not because women die that way. Course, and babies you know, too. Yes. Yeah. And of course, um, FYI, in America, we have um, a pretty significantly high mortality rate. So that's cool. nice. Sorry. Sorry to derail. No, you're fine. Um, so while he's like, he's, at, he's every new dad holding a baby, walking around a room, staring at his baby, who is the next king of England. Right. And um, I believe her brother is there. The queen's brother Adolphus is there and um, his mother is there, of course. And she walks over and she says, um, Oh no, she's going to say something cunty, isn't she? She asks if he is okay or if there are any signs on this hour old baby. 
Well, my first thought was she's going to say something about his coloring. I'm sure that's what I thought. He oh no, that surprisingly no. Um, okay. But uh, she, he says to her, "He is the next king of England. He is perfection." And she looks at him and she she says, "He is perfection," and then she leaves. Um, also, what was he supposed to be doing? Like, as a as a one year, like one hour old, go over and just start writing on the wall, and they like, literally can't see shit. anything. They're fucking blind, yeah. basically, when they're born. Like, they yeah. see bright lights. Come on. Um, uh, Lady Danbury and Adolphus, um, they go out for a walk together, and they see Lord Legend with Violet, like in the park, and she kind of flips out and is like, "You know, I'm not feeling well. Just like take me home or whatever." Um, Lady Danbury and, uh, the Dowager Queen have tea. <clears throat> the Dowager Queen threatens her and the, Lady Danbury starts sobbing. The Dowager Queen is literally like, stop it. Stop that right now. Um, of course she doesn't because that's not how you speak to someone who is upset. Um, right. la- but the Dowager Queen like shoes the footman out of the room and then reaches up her skirts and gets a flask out. <laughs> okay so we're playing it and there's apparently pear brandy in there which she has imported from germany and she uh pours some into lady danbury's cup as well as her own and um she basically says to lady danbury it's kind of a moment where you actually gain a little modicum of respect for the dowager queen because what she says to lady danbury is i when my husband died george ii um, I was thrown at the mercy of his father, George the first, and he was a terrible man. He was horrible to Georgie. I imagine that the abuse, like that he, that George the first in the show abused George the third mm-hmm. and also abused her because she said Georgie had the bruises and so did I. Um, so she basically says that she did whatever she had to, to secure her family line, to make sure that George was brought up as well as he could be to be the king and that she had to secure her own future. Um, and what she says to Lady Danbury is up until this point, you have been a worthy adversary for me. And then she encourages her essentially to take control of her own fate and says, but do not come in here and cry. Go take control of your own life. Wow. And then uh, they essentially get back to the discussion about the line of succession. And Lady Danbury basically tells her like, my son will be Lord Danbury. And I will make sure of it. Like something like that. Like they go back yeah. to this and you get this moment where like the Dowager Queen looks at her and is like clearly like, good job. Um, Again, a modicum of respect. Not a lot though. Um, King George is supposed to give the speech at Parliament. He's clearly very nervous. Um, he sees Charlotte right before. He clearly really wants to see her. She comes in, she calms him down. She tells him that everything will be okay, that he will do a great job. Reynolds is, he's like, 
you can see it. He's like, this is not, he's not okay. He is not okay. He gets in the carriage. He is like looking over his speech and he starts shaking. He literally slides down to the floor of the carriage and locks the doors and stays on the floor and won't get out of the carriage when they get to parliament. So Reynolds, when they get back to Buckingham House, they tell Charlotte what has happened. And um, he, Reynolds says to her, she was like, he was fine when he left here. And he goes, she, he goes, he was not fine. And he kind of snaps at her. And then he says, my apologies, but he was not fine. He is going to have good days. He is going to have bad days. I tried to warn you. So he, she asks where he is and she uh, goes to find him. He's in their room, but she cannot find him. And so she follows, she does talk to him and she follows uh, his voice and he's under the bed. He's literally laying under the bed. Um, and so she joins him under the bed and lays, I know. And he says, the heavens cannot find me here. Um, he tells her, I will be here sometimes and others not. You can leave me and I will not fault you. It's okay. And she's like, of course, I'm not leaving you. Um, he says, I am half a king. I am half a man. You deserve more than that. And he, she says, if what we have is half, it will be the very best half. And together we will be whole. It's so fucking sweet. Like it's painful, but very sweet. Um, we end up cutting to Adolphus who asks Lady Danbury to uh, return home with him as his wife. <clears throat> Present day. Uh, Violet is gearing up to confront Lady Danbury. She asks the maids to find all the boxes that contain um, the birthday hats from her father's house and, and to tell the cook that she's inviting Lady Danbury to tea on Friday. Um, back to the flashbacks. Uh, Lord Butte and What's His Nuts. I have no idea who this other dude is. I just started calling him What's His Nuts. Um, are grilling the Dowager Queen um, as to what the fuck is going on with the king. Um, but Charlotte and, uh, King George decide that they will have a ball to announce the baby because while they're under the bed, he says to her, like, I can't even address parliament. That's my job. I can't even talk to parliament. And she says, if you cannot go to parliament, perhaps we should bring parliament here. It's time mm -hmm. to open the doors to Buckingham house. And so, uh, uh, they, they tell Lord Butte and what's his nuts that, um, they're going to have a ball to, um, like essentially introduce or welcome the new baby. Of course right. the baby won't right. be in attendance, but like, you know, whatever. Right. Um, Reynolds is very nervous that this will be happening. Clearly <clears throat> Charlotte is in this fucking beautiful blue gown. Gorgeous. Absolutely amazing. Um, he, they're standing in front of the royal portrait that he was not there for. He was added later because he did not mm -hmm. sit for the portrait. And he is feeling down about that, that like he couldn't even sit for this portrait. And um, he reaches up to touch her face, but his hand is shaking. And so she takes his hand and holds it in both of hers. 
and in that moment, like Reynolds starts to step forward, but he stops because Charlotte is able to calm him down. They get to the top of the steps. Um, They're announced. And um, there's like this moment where you're kind of like, holy shit, is he not even going to walk down the stairs? And um, he nearly freaks out at the top of the steps, but she uh, calms him down and says, it's it's just me and you. What we're going to do is turn around and we're going to wave and smile. And then we're going to go down and we're going to dance. So she gets him down the stairs. She gets him to the dance floor and he kind of shakes his head at her when they get onto the dance floor. He's looking around. There's all these people. And um, she looks at him and she says, there's no one here but you and me. Don't look at them. It is only you and me. And so he focuses on her. Um, and then we get this song. That, I'm not sure if you've heard this song, but it, it's by, I believe the name, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it might be Za, but the name of the performer is S-Z-A. And it's a song called Nobody Gets Me. And it's very good. Um, oh, so yeah. Uh, yeah. SZA. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? SZA. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I'm with it. I'm a cool mom. Um, I know a friend of mine, her her daughter went to see SZA oh, in Columbus nice. recently. Yeah, Her voice is fucking incredible. I've not heard her at all. I know, I know the up. name. That's Yeah, yeah. Look it up. Her voice is fucking amazing. I don't know what's real and what's doctored, but gorgeous. Um, so they dance. Um, it's very cute. They get a beautiful little kiss at the end. Um, in the meantime, Adolphus is talking to Lady Danbury and is like, are you, you know, can you please. Are you in or out? Yeah. Or in or out. Yeah. And um, he says to her, I need an heir. You are still young enough to, young enough to have babies. I will take the, the your existing Danbury children in as my own, um, but I still need an heir. And that's kind of when she starts to like really not get interested in this idea. Um, and she says, I am just now learning. I have already been married. I am just now learning what it is like to live without breathing his air. I don't want to have more children and I do not want to get married again. And amidst all of this, she's thinking to herself, I need to secure my children's line. Right. Right. So she makes a decision. I think surely she doesn't want to get married again, but I think that also she does not want, she would have to move to Germany. Her sons, like what happens to, to Lord Danbury at that point? What happens to Dominic's inheritance? Right. Right. So, um, she turns him down. Um, Dowager Queen tells Charlotte that, um, she has only ever wanted George to be happy. And Charlotte says he is happy. And she says, you make him happy. And then she thanks her for making him happy and walks away. It's very cute. Um, George and Charlotte dance one more time together. They dance to the instrumental version of I Will Always Love You. (laughs) It's fucking beautiful. Um, It's a really, really beautiful last um, moment. Um, in while they're dancing though, we get this gorgeous cut to um uh Reynolds and Brimsley dancing, like in the garden where no one can see them. Oh. It's so cute. And during that dance, I've seen this part online, but during this dance, um, we get a cut to Brimsley in present day, and he's dancing alone 
as if he's still dancing with Reynolds. So at this point, like, you know, Reynolds is no longer around, but you don't know what happened to him. Why? Yeah. I assume I, he I died. Looked, yeah, I looked and there's no plans for season two. So I don't think that there, it, do, it, it wouldn't make to sense to do it. There, It wouldn't yeah. need to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we need to get further into his fucking psychosis and make it even just more sad. Please don't. Like, Please yeah. don't. Um, okay, so we're we stay in present day for a second here. Um, Edward and Victoria show up to the cat to the to Buckingham House. I assume is where she is. Um, Victoria is pregnant. So um, in this moment, we get we start to really see very human Charlotte for the rest of present day Queen Charlotte. Um, mm-hmm. She is so happy that Victoria is pregnant. They have waited apparently like Victoria says, we waited to tell you until we knew we were sure. So like I, it says she's further along. She's not showing based on her outfit, but she's for far enough along to know that she is pregnant. Um, probably I'm With guessing. Victoria. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unless, I, unless she had other kids that didn't make it. Yeah, no, it would have to be Victoria because it has to be the firstborn. Um, and it can't be a boy. So um, the uh, we assume, I, I guess I assume by modern standards, like she's probably out of the first trimester. Like that's kind of how I look at it. Um, Charlotte hugs Edward, kisses both of his cheeks, is so overjoyed, so happy. Um, like to the point where Edward is like, what do I even do here? Like there's, they <laughs> show, this? like they show him very like slowly putting his arms around her back to hug her yeah. because like this is the first time his mother has probably ever hugged her, hugged him. Um, Did your mother never love you? No, she no, didn't. She didn't. No. Thanks for asking. Um, but it's, it's this, it's the first motherly moment we really get. And, and earlier in the episode, she had been trying to convince Brimley that she had been a good mother. <laughs> like he was like mm-hmm. um <laughs> sure sure um but yeah so she's very grateful that she's gotten that there is an heir to continue her husband's line um mm-hmm. but we go back to the party flashback um queen charlotte is <clears throat> lady danbury is leaving and queen charlotte like accosts her on the way out and is real pissed and it's like you turned my brother down he has many faults, but he is a good person. What the hell? And um, the thing is, like, you learn very quickly um, that she's not actually mad that she turned her brother down. She's mad because she knows about the succession issues. And Lady Danbury did not ask her, did not bring that issue to her. And she's upset that she didn't. So uh, what she says is, um, Lady Danbury is like, I couldn't ask you with the problems that you already have. And Charlotte says, we are one crown. His weight is mine. Mine is his. One crown. And uh, she says, turn your fear into faith. Come to us with your concerns. So Charlotte is going to make sure that that line is kept and we know it is like she's still lady danbury right right um 
we get one last shot at this um at this party where Charlotte uh George is trying to get Reynolds to like imbibe, like to have a drink because he never lets loose. And he's like, No, I can't because I like you are my responsibility at all times. I'm not drinking. Right. Um, so then he's like, Charlotte, have a drink with me. And she says, Um, I can't and um or I'm not going to. And and he's like, Come on, like, isn't anyone going to have a drink with me? And she's like, just not for a bit, but I will again. And so Charlotte's pregnant again. Um and then we get this like really beautiful, like final kissing scene, like, you know, camera pans up. It's beautiful. Um, and then we go to pe- present day and we stay there. Uh, Violet and Lady Danbury are having tea. Um, all the birthday hats are out. Uh, they kind of like, they address it, but they don't. Uh, Lady violet is like i'm i'm gonna pack them away i just wanted them all to be out for a little bit before i pack them away and like you know put them show them to you show them Show them to you and lady danbury is like oh why are you packing them away and she's like they they hold so many memories and uh violet and lady danbury like lock eyes yeah and it's very clear that lady danbury knows that violet knows but I mean, also Violet knows like her mom's a huge bitch. I would assume. Yeah, I would assume. Um, and also, they're both dead. You know, so like. Um, but I will say it does not seem like it's going to be a thing. Um, Lady Danbury is like she says like Violet, and then uh, Violet they somehow decide like maybe Lady Danbury tells her like you should keep the hats out because they're happy memories or something like that, and then the two of them sit down for tea. Like, so it's clear that, like... They know, but it's an They unspoken. know, but it's it's not... They're not going to make a big deal about it. Um, uh, Queen Charlotte is going to visit George, I think, at Q. I think he's still at Q, like, present day. Um, this is the... Again, this is the first we see of George, of present day George in the entire series. Um, he's Which drawing on... Was John, John Fleet, I think his name is. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, that's right. the name of the actor? Yep. He's been in a ton of stuff, like a lot of Jane Austen. He um, looks familiar. He was in um uh the uh oh, I'm trying to think of the David Tennant movie that I love him um in um oh shoot, I can't think of it right now. Um keep going, I'll I'll figure it out. Okay. Um so this is the this is the final scene, essentially. Okay. Um okay. This is the first we see of George. He is drawing on the wall and um, she cannot get him to pay attention to her. So she goes um, around to the side of the bed and he sees her out of the corner of his eye and he looks over and then she drops down like behind the bed and gets under the bed. And uh, she calls to him and she says, just George, Farmer George. And he kneels down and like looks under the bed and she says, come hide from the heavens with me. So he rolls under the bed. Um, and she says, I have, I have great news. Tells him about Victoria being pregnant. Um, and he's like, Oh, Ed, she says, you know, Edmund, whatever, Edmund will be a dad. And he's like, Edmund being a father, crazy, you know, um, like it's, it's a lucid day for him. Sort of kind he, of. He, in this moment, he 
when he sees her, he knows he's who she, he's he Got knows it. who she is, and he he calls her by name. He says Charlotte, and she says hi, George. Um, when they're under the bed together, he's he knows what's going on. Okay. Um, she says your line will live on, and it's it's a moment that is repeated from, um, the party. There, she says, like she is pregnant again, and she says, "Your line will live on." And he says, "Our line." And so they're under the bed, and she says, "Your line will live on," and he says, "Our line." Um, and then I honestly, like at this point, I was like, I cannot cry because I just put makeup on my face. <laughs> but if I did not just put makeup on my face, I would have been a blubbering fucking mess because then, like beautiful cinematic work honestly of the two of them under this bed where um when the camera cuts back to him it's young george and he thanks her and uh she it cuts back to her she's older charlotte and she says thank you and they have this cute little kiss under the bed it's really fucking beautiful um and uh, he says, fancy meeting you here. And uh, she kind of like giggles, like she laughs. And it's it's very girl-like. And like I said, like you get this glimpse of young Charlotte back in older Charlotte where you see, like you see the two of them and how they were together. And yeah. you can still feel that chemistry with the two of them. Um, and he, God, this is when I was like, like, I'm almost crying just thinking about it. He says, you did not go over the wall. She says, no, George, I did not go over the wall. And then it's his point of view looking at her and she's young Charlotte. And then it's her point of view looking at him and he's young George. And then the last shot is like their feet under the bed. So I'm tearing sweet. up. Like, I don't have any tissues anywhere near me. But that's it. It was honestly, like, beautiful. Like, legit beautiful. Well, I, I was going to ask, did you like it? <laughs> oh, my God. It's very good. It's very good. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I knew, like, after the first episode, as you're retelling, I'm like, well, I'm obviously going to be watching this. Like, duh. Like. It's it's so good. Um, and I think, you know, much like any other Shonda show, the characters are very well developed. Um, right. You're rooting for some people. You hate others. You you learn that even the villains have reasons for the things that they do. Um, it's a very well told story. I don't want to read it. I would rather just watch it. Well, from what it sounds like, they just took the freaking, yeah. It sounds like um, it's literally the script. And, like it's right. not. I don't want that. Um, yeah. But it is beautiful. Um, this was not like I mean, like we were just saying, this was not a, an original part of like the Bridgerton series. This was created from the fans reactions and interest in Charlotte and George. And, you know, I think it, it, and I think they probably, I would assume, I would hope they had enough. Hi. They had enough historical, like 
researchers on hand to help with the story that it actually blends really well and it works really well here. Yeah, I think um, it it felt very well researched. Of course, like just this is still Bridgerton, right? It is right. beautiful. It is yeah gorgeous the opening credits you know how like in um season one of bridgerton they were like all those flowers or whatever yes this time it's um animated silhouettes of charlotte like in gowns walking through hallways Mm -hmm. and stuff and it's it's shorter it's very cute um yeah and and elegant frankly i mean i guess it's cute is probably not the right word it's quite elegant um because she's the queen so it's got to be a little bit you have to step it up a little bit with yeah. costuming and everything yeah and and like i mean it, visually it's beautiful um but obvious the costumes like wardrobe hit it out of the goddamn park and her especially with her hair and the crowns that they put on her because with mm-hmm. her hair being huge like that and it's mirrored in present day charlotte where like she has these huge wigs um yeah. and then like these crowns that kind of like come up and like sit in it and up mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. similar to how they do it with young charlotte with like you wouldn't be able to like put a crown like a round crown right. on that so you need like to like Bart Simpson with like a with little like, tiny so, Yes, exactly. You know, so they they really incorporated that well, where like she gets these like tall tiaras that sit yeah. in front of her hair. It's beautiful. It's I mean, truly, they did a fucking great job with the show. And I was Listen. very skeptical and was probably not. I wasn't thinking about watching this, but damn. All right. Um. Let's do some, let's do ratings like we do with the books um, okay. on here. So um, how we rate things on the show is um, eggplants and hearts, mm-hmm. eggplants for how sexy was it? Um, hearts, how romantical was it? So out of a five eggplant <laughs> scale, how steamy was this show? Uh, I mean, I would say it's like a solid three. You get like some hot moments and some other moments like, very bland boring sex that clearly only one person is enjoying um but like the man butt nice not turning it down um (laughs) but it's not like if we classify okay so like if we classify uh season one of bridgerton as like probably a five honestly yeah like on a scale well i mean yeah like maybe four and a half like well i mean there's not like I get it's a tough one because like like for on B three I would say season one would have been like probably probably a three really for for film like for because we don't have any like we don't see a vagina we don't see like well no we'll I mean it's just because there's there are like there's there's full out porn so I mean I guess that's kind of have you to think about it on this okay this scale all right so maybe like i don't know maybe like a two and a half but i mean the parts that are that are hot are hot it's right like so maybe two and a half okay okay because i would probably put i would put season two at a one and a half to two yeah i would say like probably a yeah, probably one and a half for season two because, like, again, like you, you really only get like one 
sex scene and it's yeah. hot yeah yeah i mean i think for like because we say like sex and nudity so like mm-hmm. yeah you get a lot of like jonathan bailey butt but you know like but biters anonymous yep um but biters association of the world you, ha- you All get right. three man butts three different man butts in this I think so George you get George and then you get Reynolds oh and a little bit of you don't get a full Brimsley butt but you get some of it so um and then Lord Ledger nice yeah okay how romantical was this I I mean I'm this is a fucking five the love that Charlotte has for George and the way he loves her back. I mean, it's heartbreaking, but damn. Like, that's the kind of love that literally anyone would want for themselves. To, like, have someone do anything possible for you. And while his decisions aren't necessarily the best decisions he thinks he's doing what what is best for her um would this embarrass our mothers <laughs> I, that's I'm not, a I'm really sure. good question i'm honestly going to recommend it to my mom she i mean, i would recommend it to my mom um she like i don't so, know the second season but i know she watched the first season Oh, you do. I forget. You you do get one scene. Charlotte is still like she's partially undressed, but is still covered. Um, he goes down on her. All right. Yep. Um. Anyway, that's tr- while they're having hate sex. You see that. Um. So, uh, I would recommend hey, it. Yeah. Okay. I would recommend it to my mom. It's. I would not recommend season one of Bridgerton to my mom. I would recommend this. It's, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it's emotional, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that it would embarrass them. You could see man butt, you know, whatever. Right. Um. Excellent. Um. Yeah. So we just released an episode this past week. Mm-hmm. Um. We are gearing up to which we have to <laughs> iron out some details with yes, the author in question. Um. Uh, we don't necessarily need to do it on that night, but we need to do it at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will be doing Authors You Should Know Month. We're starting that month um, uh, because because of Bridgerton, actually. Yep. Um, because we try to like do it around Bridgerton because we know that you know, a lot of people will be looking for Bridgerton takes on Bridgerton. Yeah. Yep. So, um, and since this is the Bridgerton we're going to get this year, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we assume that we're not going to get Bridgerton season three till next year. Yeah. Um, this is where we're at. Um, so we have coming up um, E.L. Coslow's uh, Burn for it. I Feeling believe it the was. burn, I think. Feeling the burn. I know we think we said it two different ways. I know. Um, I think it's Feeling the Burn. Feeling the Burn. It is a Galatea. Um, Galatia, Gal- Galatea, whatever, however you want to say it. Um, however, the proper way of saying it is. Um, and um yeah so that's coming up and we're actually going to speak with el so we're very excited we've known her for a little while here um but we actually get to see her face to face and it's gonna be fun super excited um 
super excited. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'd love her work. If you've not seen, you know, not read the um, words series. I think it's dirty words. Um, But yeah, there, she has foreplay on words up for Mm -hmm. pre-order right now. Yeah, because she had, she it's a re-release. We've read almost mm. all of them, I believe, at this point. Um, they're they're First awesome. Three at least. Yeah, mm-hmm. I will reread um, them. I know she's making some changes, um, and I will reread them. It's fine with me. They are steamy as fuck. So um, if you I were also... looking for some steamy reads, steamy reads. Oh yes, mm-hmm. uh, and well researched. Bound by words is super fucking that book steamy. Was hot as fuck. They're all hot. Like yeah, damn. Yeah, a lot of there's yeah there's some spank. If I remember correctly, there's some at least some spanking. I think in in uh, um, mark my words, but uh, I think so. I think there's some in foreplay as well. Oh, there's definitely there's a lot of everything in foreplay. Or oh, oh, in foreplay, on foreplay. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. There is because they're getting into the the scene. Mm-hmm. A lot of this plays around in or, or like uh takes place in sort of the dominatrix like mm-hmm. the the snm scene so if that's your if like that's you know you like that this is right up your alley man i believe how we described the first book uh for play on words was um if 50 shades were actually well researched <laughs> and written and, and written, well written yes yeah um and i i didn't read fishy shades because i don't want to um but i read this I did. yeah i know you did i did i read both and i can t- tell you quite equivocally this is way better yes um so if you liked 50 shades read this it's way better yeah yeah and if you um we're gonna also release this as a podcast also on the podcast so it'll be an audio but also a visual you know uh video of it um if you like um you're on our youtube at this point looking at this so why don't you go check out some of the other reviews um yeah so all right. That's How do we man. end this thing? Oh, God. In the most obnoxious way possible. And we need to because it's fucking late. <laughs> it is one o'clock. <laughs> All right. <gasps> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Harmony. <laughs> oh, my God. Ah.